one one. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode one hundred and fifty four is proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter. At Betfair, and uh, once again, one one HQ alongside the Perth Racing Guru, the man who uh, was lucky enough to own a winning double. Was that your first winning double at Ascot last Saturday? Congratulations! Thank you, uh, thank you, BJ. It's good to it's good to be here. It's good to. Good to have good horses. Yeah. No, no T. Murray though. Just see his little study popped up on Twitter yesterday. Grab uh, the old trumpet out. Fair enough too. His stats are That's good. A hundred or well, hundred race starters or hundred and one race starters for twenty-seven winners. Hundred runners for yeah, yeah. That's wild. I'm running four. Like I, I haven't looked at mine, but it took me. It took me five years to have me to have me first winner. Had some Riatorios and Airlesses, and these are horses you've never heard of for a reason. I'd suggest as well. So what was one you had to do with Ian Gladding? King Street, yep, yeah. that was a good one. I walked into the the pub, obviously hadn't had a beer at that stage of proceedings. A mate goes, "Hey, Ian, friend of mine, knows Ian Gladding. He's trying to lease out this horse, King Street." I had a quick look at my phone. I said, "Absolutely fucking not." About six pints later, where do we sign the lease? Where, where do we sign the lease? So, yeah, no, we've uh, we've turned a corner since then, and uh, yeah, look forward to another couple running on Saturday. Our I mate, should, I should say it was last Sunday that you had the winning double. So it congratulations! Was, it was. Do you know, I felt there last week. Everything, what, everything got tipped upside down. It did it? get tipped upside down. The Halatorian, that was a hard luck story. So I didn't get – they went up because we we didn't have prices for last week's podcast whatsoever. Yes. So I remember you sort of said, geez, anything starting with a three would be huge, wouldn't it? And obviously Green Tab, uh, I think 365 as well, have all gone up close to five bucks. Didn't see any of that, but I've managed to get set at Halatorian before the eight and other man and my dilemma scratchings, which were only 10, 15 cents, sort of at – Mid to high threes, you know. So after the deduction, it's still three dollars fifty. So I think a new beauty. We're uh, we're good to go here. Like I think it'll start sort of low twos, and um, it did start low twos, but unfortunately, races got moved, and the places all my uh, bets got placed were um, were uh, cancelled. Voided. Null and void. Hard luck. A few of the few of the lads. I know a few of the lads. Few of the owners were, were lucky enough. They bet with Green Tab and Sportsbet, and they were the two companies that held. So good on those two companies. We'll give them a rev up when they uh, when they do the right thing. Mm. But anyway, yeah. we were happy. I was happy nonetheless. Winners of Grinners. Yes, winners of Grinners, exactly right. So and, uh, be optimistic and Halatorian for the Good steer by Holly, wasn't it? Tell you, what, tell you what, there was two belters last Saturday. The Holly Watson be optimistic steer and they offered the Sean McGrady River Rubicon steer. Uh, tell you steer. what, because, yeah, I was a bit, we had a, we had a mm. fair old week, by the way. Yeah. The, uh, on F- the first up. Jeez, we, we went well first up. I don't really like this card as much on Saturday, but it was funny. I was looking, I was just saying to you earlier as well, I feel like everybody in the, we've got like a racing sphere of people, you know, punters, tipsters, et cetera, et cetera. We all love the game and I feel like everyone's had a tough period. Like there hasn't been sort of maybe, I think Toby Dan, maybe Pete Anthony, they might have been going okay, but they look at things very differently. They're more yard punters. But the general consensus have been having quite a tough little patch. Mm. In the last couple of weeks, things have started to turn pretty positively for, for most people. I see like Riley, uh, Kripa, both on Twip, uh, Twitter yesterday, giving us a little pump up. And I, always, I started thinking, why is that? Because, yeah, we line up on some, but we're not lining up on all of them. Like, is it that the track starts playing more more – um, oh, what's the word I'm after? More, I don't know, fair. It's actually playing, as you see it, there's less uh, variables in play. I don't know what it is, but I well, just- I think there's I, one big factor. Hmm. Starts with William Ensid Pike running at 35%. Well, for me, that's a massive factor. I Huge. think a lot of the other, yeah, I think a lot of Gen- the other- January and February, he's riding at 35%. 
Oh, mate, he's which is incredible. Yeah, so. he's he's anything. I think it's uh, very underrated what he is worth to a horse. And um, pipe on stats lately when he's replaced a rider. Um, uh, sorry, someone who a different rider from the start pre- previous pipe on stats at the moment just mind blowing. I think he lacked a bit of confidence when he first came back from mm. the east. Uh, he even said that in an interview yeah. with Julio. You can even uh, tell the way that he was carrying himself in his interviews. I thought that he yep. was sort of a little bit, you know, un- unsure, which is not really him. But I think um, there was the, the, the gold rush. Feels like that was the turning point for him. Winning, winning that aboard the astrologist just seemed to just to click him into gear. And ever since then, he's just. He's been lethal, absolutely yeah. lethal. So. Yeah, 100%. And he's winning on a lot of uh, leaders as well. I think yeah. he's treble on Saturday, Halatorian, yeah. uh, Sir Mambo and Weapon Son. They're three leaders. Like It's not something that and you are. Uh, winning on horses at, at, you know, reasonable prices mm-hmm. as well. So, um, yeah, not all like, even money pops. So no. we're, we're in the Cerise and White. So he, it, the market it's, it's, just hasn't completely caught up with what yeah. he's worth still, which is it, it is quite amazing. And, um, yeah, I'm – yeah. What was he, oh, treble, there, treble last Sunday? Was it uh, yeah. Halatorian, Sir Mambo and Weapons on three mm-hmm. leaders? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah, he's just worth anything. Even even things he's getting beat on, he's, he's riding well in my mind. So, yeah, I'm my personal uh, spreadsheets look a lot happier when he's in town. <laughs> yeah. And that's not – and, again, sometimes that's taking him on because he yeah. does go around under the odds. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm a, I'm very happy he's back, that's for sure. He's away this weekend. And the fact, he gets, <laughs> like, the fact he gets along well with Alatorian helps that a little bit. Both more. William Pike and – yeah, that's true. Chris Both Parnham. William Pike and Chris Parnham are absent this Saturday for the Challenge Stakes, Cyril Flower Stakes Day. So, um, yeah, two of our leading hoops will not be there. But, um, yeah, good good card to – well, yeah, there's a, oh. there's a few minefields. The features are competitive. Yeah. Um, a few of the, less of the undercard races are a bit iffy, I think, but um, we'll get to that soon. Um, yeah, there's yeah, been plenty, plenty happening in, in WA Racing. Um, of course, Kiss on Four Cheeks has been confirmed as the third slot holder in the Formula La Quokka Ascot, April 15 this morning for Dan Dan Morton, Morton Racing Stable. So she will race for, she'll represent Morton Racing in the Quokka. Um, we got we got Luke Fernie, we got Peter's Investments, we got Sean and Jake Casey all in action at Sandown, big race day this Saturday. Huge, actually, Luke Fernie is gonna be a guest on our show. We'll be on the phone to Luke very, very soon. Uh, we had Zeph and Johnston Porter, right, his first winner uh, at Gerald. Had something on that. Did you? Yeah, I had something yeah. on that. Well, I, I bumped the race with um with Toast Taj initially. They were a bit stiff, the the hoops that got kicked off their Jero mounts, thinking they were clashing with Ascot, and then obviously Ascot got called. That was actually, we need to discuss that quickly. Really, really, in my mind, just poorly organised. So they, they've said, yeah, we're going to run because it was, I think it was 38 and a half, and I think 39 is the cutoff. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure 39. Yeah, it'd be nice to see what the actual policy is. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure 39 is the, the line type thing, right? So it's 38 and a half. They go, yeah, we'll run Saturday afternoon. you got to remember, you've obviously got, it's horses are athletes, and I don't have as much of an idea about this as most listening, I'm sure. But they're athletes who are, are timed or prepped to the minute, certain feed, certain bits of work. Like I can just imagine, like the Eagles, for example, they train two days before a game, they have a rest, or whatever, whatever they do. You know, it's all yeah. sort of planned. It's all, it's all and then you've got owners, then you've got owners who are coming that particular day to watch their horse or doing this on that particular day. Blah blah blah. Fair enough. I understand it has to change, but when it's that close, just change it straight away. Make the call. Yeah, yeah make the call straight away. Like it ended up being, I think. 36 they could have easily ran it never got to the temp 
Um, but again, that isn't the point for me. It's when it's that close and there's, oh, you're literally relying on half a degree. It's changing on half a degree. Just call it straight away. And us also was punters. We all got shafted because every good price, well, every good price I took ended up getting slam back in my face and then we just about tip the card so it's always the way isn't it yeah it, it's up your the, bum it's the double change that was annoying it was on saturday then they changed the race times and the race order um so that was and then then 24 hours later they moved the whole meeting i think in hindsight you can justify using the information that you receive from the bureau and and wherever else they get their data from about the temperatures and the forecast justify that on the Thursday, just move it from the Saturday to the Sunday. Everyone knows where they stand. You give them more time to get organized, trainers, owners, participants, spectators, and then you live and die by it. It's either, yep. yeah, who cares if it's 34 on Saturday? The, yep. the, more the, notice. The information that we had on Thursday meant that we made the decision and this is what we're gonna roll with. So. Yeah, the policy should almost be if it's if it's that close. If it gets to one degree, if it's, yeah. if it's, say the thing is 39's the line, if it gets, if it's forecast for in between 38 and 39, it's postponed. That's the thing. So you got to, and then if it is, the swing is more than a degree, that's a hard lucker and, you know, we'll deal with that. But they sort of were allowing for half a degree as their window um, or as their little bit of leeway they had. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm mostly upset because all my bets got refunded. So a hundred percent. That's that it's as, as a punter, I was, I was very upset. We were talking about it that, uh, What'll happen is all the odds will because the odds didn't go up until a lot later that afternoon. We obviously did last week's podcast without a uh, without a price, which was fa- it was actually fascinating um, doing it in that way. Um, the um, the Esperance odds came up though. <laughs> the Esperance <laughs> odds did come up, dearie me. Um, <laughs> very good, there, Um But yeah, and uh, we are, we are. Exactly. It is, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Less whinging. Yeah, it's all we're all always learning here. We're all G. Yeah. And uh before we uh before we get to our man Luke Fernie, LeBron James broke the NBA scoring record yesterday. Didn't expect you to go there. Um he did. He did. Um you see the photo of uh Jordan when he did it and the photo of LeBron when he did it? No. So there's a photo of Jordan and everyone's just enjoying it, eyes open, like, wow. Photo of LeBron, what's everyone doing? Oh, everyone's on their phones. Everyone's on their phones, get their thingies out. I always think about that, right? Because you don't enjoy it as much because you have to watch your screen to make sure you're aiming it correctly, blah, blah, blah. Just ask your mate next to you, hey, can you send me that video, champ? And make sure you champ them as well because (laughs) you got to see it live. So it's it's, it's Going forward, that's my plan, not to record anything. Just ask someone else. Just send that to me. It's vital that you champ them, though. 100%, yep. Oh, if if you're doing that, you could even look at a buddy. I don't know. Big wheels. There's there's plenty of options (laughs) I think. Legend. Tell you what, more importantly, what, oh, yeah, what's, okay, what okay, starts wait, in there in five wait, minutes? Wait, wait, wait. You didn't, you didn't let me weave in what I was trying to get to. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> LeBron James breaks the all-time scoring record. NBA, right? Huge. Yep. What an achievement. The Lakers lost the game. This is Did very, they stop the game to have They it? stopped the game yeah. and a presentation. Everything very good. Very American. It was wild. Uh, just, it just was very reminiscent of the Eagles losing to the lowly Adelaide Crows in JK's last game when he kicked eight. Mm. It just had those very similar vibes. Like, how do you break the let your champion player break the record and not win the actual game? But, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, footy starting soon, so you'll be hearing more uh, Eagles talk from me and Terry. In the Honestly, f- fifteen bucks. Apparently, I think it's still fifteen twenty dollars. Yeah. Budgie's top eight. That's an absolute. That's just a fill up. That's probably best of the day. <laughs> 
Stop it. It's going to be massive. Budgies will have a massive year. Like, I'm, I'm very just, confident. I reckon we, might, are, finish, we are, might finish above the Dockers. What are the O-runners at the moment, you know? Wins? Oh, well, there? we're favourites to run second last. Yeah. So, whenever they put up one of those handicap markets, you know, yeah. where each team has X points or wins, whatever it's done, I yeah. just, yeah, just get your boots, put them under the tap and fill them up. WCE all the way. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, all right. Well, we've got uh, Luke Fernie, uh, one of our leading trainers. He's a uh, young gun. He's headed to Melbourne with uh, a team of stars and they'll be action in action uh, at Sandown Hillside this Saturday. So let's take a quick break, Terry. And when we come back, we'll have Luke Fernie on the phone. All right, Terry. Let's have a let's have a chin wag to one of the friends of the podcast. Luke, second guest. Luke, second guest. Yes, Luke LK Fernie from all the way over on the east coast. He's Melbourne at the moment. Luke, welcome back to the show. Hello, boys. How are we going? Yeah, very well, LK. You're actually very well. So I was thinking about this before. Very well suited to Melbourne with your uh, with your newfound fashion sense as well. How's the uh, what do you got the big jacket out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I'm the big jacket man. I'd Duffel, that Duffel hard if I had a jacket on because <laughs> I've got that much extra padding as it is. Is he going to go to scarf? It gets a bit chilly yeah, and sand down hillside. <laughs> I don't know if they've got a scarf big enough to fit around the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're over in Melbourne. You've got uh, you got two horses there already. One on the way, of course. Laced up heels and shadow fear have already arrived and they're engaged. Sand down hillside this Saturday, and of course you're hoping to get last Saturday's impressive. Ascot winner, Wild Bell to Melbourne early next week. Let's start off right at the top. Laced up heels, you're in Melbourne, potentially heading towards or hopefully heading towards the All-Star Mile. Uh, how's the filly ahead of the Kevin Hayes Stakes first up, 1,100 metres on Saturday? Yeah, she's really good. I thought her trial was really, really impressive. Um, I don't know anything about any of the horses that she's racing. I haven't looked into it. Too much just yet, but I think the way that she's showing me she's going at home, um, it wouldn't matter what's in the race. I'm pretty confident she'll go really well. Obviously, it's your first trip over east, isn't it, Luke? With uh, with any horses, have you uh, have you lent on anyone in particular in regards to sort of I don't know tips and tricks in regards to travelling them or um, like when to travel them, how to work them, any little bits and pieces like that from uh, any of the WA contingent that have done it in the past. Yeah, I've been actually quite lucky. I spoke to Mort a little bit, um, little bits and pieces. He's told me Neville's been really, really good. Um, so it's, it's been good. Um, Sean and Jake Casey, obviously, over here with horses at the moment, and um, they've been outstanding as well. We've been able to lean on them whenever I've needed anything. Where are you, Luke? You at Flemington? I am at Flemington, mate, yeah. Okay. Um just a boy from Kalgoorlie. Yeah, what a, what a story! I tell you what, what a, what a story. Were you happy with the picture BJ put up here on the uh, on the Twitter of uh, yeah, you, you, the little whiff <laughs> of hair just yeah, blowing in the breeze? I, I even know when that was from. That's when Mervyn won that day, and there wasn't many times that Mervyn did win. So <laughs> that photo will stay in, the, in my mind forever. <laughs> was, that, was that about eleven years ago? Was it? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Just a yeah. fr- fresh face, yeah, Luke Fernie. Um, it's a very good photo of me, thanks, BJ. <laughs> he actually messaged me straight afterwards saying, I think I've stitched him up here. <laughs> oh, do you think? <laughs> Mate, so in a perfect world with, with laced up heels, you're your number one, uh, you know, one seed. Like, in a perfect world, what's the what's the prep look like for laced up heels moving forward after Saturday? Uh, it's probably just more dependent on Saturday. Yep. If she's to sprint really good, there's a, $750,000 English race in three weeks. Um, 
that she can go for over 1,200. And if not, there's a 1,400 in a fortnight that, uh, that that's also a possibility as well. So we just got to weigh up our options and sort of tell us how she wants to race this prep. She's pretty fresh at the moment. So um, whether we go to two short courses first or she'll, um, yeah, she, she'll tell me, but I'm pretty confident whatever she does, she'll, uh, she'll go super in. Whenever you make the decision to take them over east, especially when they're obviously fresh in a campaign, you've always probably got those bit of nerves if they're going to come back as well. But watching Wild Bell do what she did to him on the weekend um, and then obviously watching Laced Up Heels trial, which was probably the trial of the entire day, it must give you a fair bit of confidence um, in regards. Again, I'm exactly the same as you. got absolutely no idea about one of the horses she's running against. But, I mean, purely just on her CV, and the biggest thing on her CV is that she's the only horse to knock off um, – Amelia's Jewel, and Amelia's Jewel had her back that day. We need to remember that. It must give you a fair bit of confidence despite not really knowing the uh, the opposition all that well. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know that you have a good horse when, when you watch them work and it just when you're unfamiliar with the, the height that they could go to, I think that's probably the most worrying thing. You don't know if you've taken one step too far or if you're on the right ballpark. So you can only go off what they've done in races and trials, and I think that they're both showing me that they're, they're good enough horses to probably come here and, and mix it with some of the better ones. And what happened with her at the end of last campaign? I thought we might see her in a um, oh, gold rush, yeah, maybe. gold yeah. rush, or even a push out to a Nordley. I'm not sure. Whatever the plan would have been, um, but obviously she she won that race. What was it? The champion. She won the Burgess Queen. She won the Burgess Queen. She ran, then second, she ran second. Yeah. Admiration Express. When yeah. she sat deep, the trip that was yeah something else. Yeah. Um, did she go and miss after that? Um, I had that stable bug go through. That ah, was at okay. the same. So I had that when they were all crook, and I thought, ah, oh, that's a good enough excuse for me just to put the handbrake on. And that's when we decided that she'd come east. Um, after her last start, we thought, I oh, will put her away and look after and not go to the well too many times and hopefully it's going to pay off this time around. So, Luke, is so is the Australian Guineas on the, on the the potentially on the cards? Well, it could be. It's yeah. more just a, a, just a week by week sort of thing at the moment just to weigh up how she's racing, what she's looking for in her racing, and then from there we'll get a, a better understanding once we've seen her go around. Cool. She is so, sprinting well. Is yeah. there a quokka possibility to come back in early April? I mean, yeah, as you said, she's what she's showing, um, maybe a mile's her best trip, but geez, maybe she's maybe she's a 1,200-metre horse that just won over the mile on class in her first campaign. It's it's quite fascinating, isn't it? But is yeah, there, has there been any quokka talk or is that sort of – No, I've thought that as well. Maybe she just – was too brilliant to get against the other horses when she got out to a mile and 1,400 and maybe she is a sprinter because she's quite fresh now. So that's why we haven't made any plans sort mm-hmm. of set in stone at the minute. Um, but if she is a sprinting horse, then there's definitely a chance she'll come back to the quokka. Yeah, I Because like there's, a, there's a fly back that's confirmed now. So Luke and um, – She'll be competing with Halatorium for probably a slot <laughs> late, I'd say. It'll be fascinating to see who gets that last slot. Luke, tell us about your all-star mile ambitions. Like you nominated her. We just checked on the leaderboard. What is she, Terry? Tenth. Tenth in voting. Um, Jeez, yeah, after, after this goes down. to air. Nah, after this goes to air, geez, she'll be up in the top three. Oh, she'll be bolting. Deary, yeah. mate. Yeah. We're actually barring people from listening to the podcast. You can't click on the link unless you voted for – um, who are we voting for? Lace. You want us to vote for Alligator Blood? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alligator. Or 
she's a belter. Well, she's a belter, yeah, that'd be. Wouldn't, wouldn't, how about how <laughs> the irony in that? That knocks you out by one spot. <laughs> wouldn't that be something? Theory, mate. How do we actually, while we're on the, how do we vote? Let's uh, just remind everyone. Allstarmile.com.au. Vote now. Um, yeah, we're getting behind. Okay, and uh, oh. and laced up heels. Last year's yeah, winner. Bugger everybody else. Yeah, exactly. bug exactly right. I concur. I'm actually, you know, if she makes the race, I'm a massive chance of um hopping on a uh, a little seven four seven. I reckon and you popping reckon? across. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I'll go across and watch uh, laced up heels if she makes it. I'll put a little call out see if we can get a few of the lads involved. But paid, um, paid for by Betfair. Oh well, I hope so. <laughs> um, but uh, last year's winner was. Or a, year, a couple of years ago, the three-year-old filly? Mystic Journey. Yep. Mystic Journey. So yep. there is uh, scope. You've got to remember, this is a weight-for-age race, so we're not chucking – I think – and the, the weight scale for three-year-old fillies, I think it's it's over the – bit like the Kingston Town, it's over the top. So your vote, for me, and I genuinely mean this, your vote isn't in vain here. Like, I genuinely believe laced up here was getting in um, – Getting in with that type of weight in this type of race, I, I think, yeah, I reckon she's a, a live hope. Yeah, I mean, I've already voted uh, for laced up heels, and and hopefully the listeners and the W Racing public can get behind you as well, Luke. Um, mate, we, we got we're very uh, caught up with the laced up heels, but you got another runner, Shadow Fear, unbeaten filly in the uh, Blue Diamond Prelude. Tell us a little bit more about uh, about this one, and and I uh, see that you you gave her a breeze up for an admitted trial uh, recently. Um, yeah. what, what can you what can you tell listeners about uh, about Shadow Fear? Uh, I'm really happy with how she's going. The 400 was to put the winkers on her so we could jump her out and just make sure that she didn't bound. She bounded her first two starts, and we thought if we're going to have a throw at the stumps and bring her over, we got to make sure that she's spot on and doing everything right so hopefully come Saturday she can not bound and jump out quick and just be adaptable put herself into a good position she um her first up win was really good I thought oh we got we've got a serious one on our hands here and that's when I probably cuddled her too much I looked after her and then going to the 1200 her next start she was a little bit fat and um yeah I always had in the back of my mind she was going to come so I tried not to, to push her too far to pop her so then that plan went out the window um, from then we're really tightening the screws with her so I'll be interested to see sort of how, how she lines up against them she mightn't be any good compared to some of the good ones over here but you never know unless you have a throw at the stump 100% current favourite in that race is Charmstone 270 and they've got uh, Shadow Fears t- $10 chance mm-hmm. at the moment and just um in the laced up heels uh, race, rather the the favourite she's dances is six fifty, and laced up heels is eight fifty. So that's a that's a wide open filly's race there. So um, yeah. So and, and what can you tell us about Wild Bell as well, Luke? She uh, smashed him at Ascot on Saturday. It was super brilliant. Uh, she's booked on a flight early next week to come to Melbourne as well. Yeah, she's a star. She's very very good. Um, she has a little quirk, but she she goes through and won't eat and whatnot after she starts, and she's a little bit soft still. So we we got to nurse her, but she's got a really high cruising speed, and they weren't ordinary horses that she put pay to the other day. She sat on top of a pretty hot speed and still ran away from him, which is very encouraging. And um, yeah, she's probably in the same boat. She showed me enough to to come here and and see if we can get some black type to her name. Now you you lost one of your main men there in, in Tommy Wolf. He's gone back to work for Uncle Steve, who's uh, who's looking after the uh, operation while while uh, Perth operation rather while you're in Melbourne. 
turn the old boy into a city slicker for a while. <laughs> I thought you were going to yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's on the tools, Pete. So he uh, he's got it going. We got Big Kingy. He's my number one man. He he keeps everything afloat as well. So they they've got everything fine tuned at the minute. Are you staying there between runs, or do you fly uh, fly back and forward? Uh, I'll fly back next week mm-hmm. for a week, and then go to the sales and whatnot, and then oh, come back over yeah. and then stay until the horses are finished racing. Tell us about Luke for any racing stables at the moment. Got a, bought a stack of horses over the last couple of years, and that's obviously paying dividends with the two and three year olds that you're you're stepping out at the moment. Anything that we haven't seen yet? Any young horse that we should be keeping an eye out from your stable? Uh, there's a few that I've brought back into work that have been up galloping and showed good ability. Um, whether they're good enough to, to be in the big races, I'm not sure yet. We'll know in the next couple of weeks. A couple of them will start stepping out. There's probably three weeks and then some of the, the ones that I think are going to be my better two-year-olds will start going to the trials and the races. So hopefully I've got them right and they're not slowies and then we can press forward to the Karakata and them sort of races. Would you say it's a good time to be optimistic in the Luke Fernie racing stables? <laughs> yeah, I've got a peanut of an owner in that horse. That that, <laughs> that is the only issue. There's this one redheaded bloke that drives me mad. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Flem's got red hair, does he? Does he? <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, he's definitely got dark colour there. The horses are going well, mate. You must have been happy. You had the two winners last Saturday, and uh, you had a run at horse around well, third. His second huge. or third was massive. Yeah, he was, yeah. he was dreaming, just couldn't hold a spot from the gate. Otherwise, it's probably first three of the day. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think Dad nearly went back to Kel because he had the multi, the three of them. Oh, and then when that was but, nah, there's no way. There's no way. I can't, I can't look at these horses for a week. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be pleased with, with the way things have started for uh, for, for you guys in 2023. Yeah, yeah, we're going good. Like We had the bad run around carnival time when we did get the virus go through the stable and obviously that takes its toll on the horses, the staff, like you don't like going to work when they're going ordinary and it makes it hard to, to get out of bed. But now we've turned that corner and we're up and about and hopefully the the winners keep rolling on. Like you said, there's plenty of horses coming through. It's just a, a waiting period and hopefully once they start racing, we get even better results. That's okay. So we've got Shadow Fear, race four, Sandown on Saturday. That's the Blue Diamond Prelude for Phillies. Laced up heels in the Kevin Hayes Stakes. Race five at Sandown, but you've also got two runners here at headquarters at Ascot, Twisted Gold in race one, a two-year-old there, and uh, race nine, Men's Club in the uh, 1,000 metre get-out stakes. Uh, last word on Twisted Gold and Men's Club Saturday. I really like Twisted Gold. I reckon she's a, a serious horse. I think it's a bit of a shit setup. up She's been down the, the bottom of the, the entry list and um, horses that have been beaten 15 lengths in trials. Got a run before her the other day and it's just yeah it's not not a good setup the way they do it I don't think so it's a little bit unfortunate she's got to start Saturday and then try and get into the magic million seven days later but I mean it is what it is she's going really good she's a nice horse the barrier doesn't help her on Saturday so she'll just be ridden out the back and hitting the line um but I think she's yeah really quite smart and uh men's club there looks to be a heap of speed in yeah, that race just having a quick look before so um, I'm not entirely sure what I'll do there. There might be a chance I have to speak to the owners. I don't know if it's worth putting him in a race where he can get into a, a speed battle and blow himself up. So we'll just play it by ear there and see um, see if he goes around or not. 
Luke, exciting times for you, mate, over there with those uh, those two horses, soon to be three. And um, no doubt everyone will be tuned in tomorrow, Sandown Hillside, to watch uh, the Fernie Camp in action. And hopefully, uh, yeah, the horses uh, perform up to our expectations. Yeah, I feel sorry for everybody back in WA if they um, do manage to run a race because the time slot's so different and I'll just be sending the – I'll just be driving people mad. I'll be, I'll be driving people mad when I get full kick. <laughs> Man, we, can, we can't wait to see them in action. Hopefully, uh, all goes well, especially with laced up heels. And get on there and vote. Get on there and vote. Yeah. We'll Mild. give that uh, retweet on, on the you. podcast yeah. Twitter thingy. Exactly. Well, we? So you can yeah. just click directly on it. Yes. Yeah. Do we put Luke's photo up there again? 100%. To drive traffic. <laughs> actually, I think I've got some better ones from a couple of KL trips. Uh, actually, yeah. That's, I should have sent you that material. You could have. You might have got away with one, actually, Luke. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's, you can't have any budgie smuggler photos or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> Very good, mate. Hey, once again, Luke, all the best for tomorrow and moving forward with the Melbourne uh, Melbourne campaign. Catch up soon. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Matt. Okay, listeners, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Cyril Flower Challenge Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we're teaming up to record episode 154 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's smack bang on 11 a.m. Thursday, the 9th of February. We've got Ascot, Saturday, and the annual Cogent Up picnic meeting this Saturday, Terry. Full book for Tiana Robinson, I saw. Have you got a bowler driving down to, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to skin, skin Millsy in the local the boogies? <laughs> Scotty's doing Ascot and Pete's been uh, got the short shift and has to go out to coach them apparently. So, so yeah. see, see if we can get some even money juicing carrots yeah. with the 79 and a half. So you, Did you, you hear that? You, Sorry, Brad McManus actually got off at the ride. <laughs> so, but he, uh, he turned it down, unfortunately. Come on, Brad. Be better at life, mate. Um, so, yeah, you heard it here first. McCormick bookmaking fielding at <laughs> Coach it up, up picnics on Saturday. We've got Crayfish Coast action to round out the weekend this Sunday. That's, uh, that's a Geraldton meeting to wrap things up. And don't forget, BJ, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City meets. Get out stakes. We gave you the winner last week. You only needed the margin. Man, the, the margin would have, the 1 1 margin would have uh, got the chockies too. Oh, was it 0.1? It was 0.10. Zero, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Dear, got a lot closer than anticipated. Did. The final couple of strides there, but I tell you what, did a bit of work. Entitled to. Definitely want to back up off six days in that topic gut buster. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to stay tuned as well uh, as we have the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition. We've got Sammy White. Tab Room, whatever his name is on Twitter. Tab, tab wood, White. Wood tab, tab Wood. Wood Tab. Wood Tab. We've got the Wood Tab taking on and it's – yeah, taking on Andrew Walker. What up, Walks? Of the Akinar star ilk and just of genuine, genuine, general shit talking ilk. <laughs> I think so. I'm, uh, I'm, I think I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what I am, to be honest with you, but it's happening nonetheless. He's a real wild card, isn't he, Walks? So, yeah. uh, In all fairness, he's boy, not that much of a wild card because he's pretty consistent. Just buckle up. That's all, yeah. that's all I can oh, say. Oh, you need seatbelts. Just, just yeah. buckle up. You need seatbelts. Um, all right, what's happening in the Betfair ad? Jesse N, world for the Perth Racing Guru, Terry Lane. Nah, I see just, that my Twitter blew up the other day. Apparently, you're in some mate, first sort of, I heard of, some it sort of on Twitter, so. futures, futures competition. Yeah, that'll really suit me because we got – yeah, I know lots about what's happening over in the uh, Australian Guineas over Eastern and whatnot. So now the little uh, little little um, competition. I think it's Miles versus Gareth. 
I think, or something of that nature. So yeah, I, I think I'll need to find the winner of the Quokka. I think that'll be my job. I think comp, I so. think Brittany's got roped into one of the other teams. As oh, well, is she? As a, okay. As, a, as like a wild card okay. selection. So. Okay. Well, I'm going to need Brittany to- Brittany Taylor, that is, of course. Yeah. I'm going <clears> to <throat> need to, yeah, I think figure out the winner of the Quokka. So I won't be Amelia's jewel. I'll be going for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you should just say, well, don't. I think I think the best thing you can do is just just. Uh, it's a good way in, to get Halatorian's name. In. It's a good way to get Halatorian's name in lights, isn't it? It so, is. Dearie me, I don't think I don't think I'll be too popular with Miles though, when he, and we don't even get a. Um, we're not even in the top sixty <laughs> starters. Um, but yeah, no, just just podcast really for now, and just enjoying a bit of time off the uh, the riding. So this is where if you need to listen to this for six hours to get any of our mail at the moment, yeah. If you want to, get I'll do miles of show actually on yeah. uh, the Friday form lounge. That's what well. I was hoping. So if you, want, if you want, a, if you want a more condensed version, sorry, yes, I forgot about that. So form. Fridays, Fridays, about nine thirty. I think it's live actually, so nine thirty uh, Friday mornings. Okay, WST. Enjoy, enjoy yeah. the guru and Miles Switzer. Six from eight, they tell me on Twitter for the Switzer at uh, Belmont yesterday. So six from eight, yeah, six no, he, eight. he was uh, he, he get, was messaging get, me, letting me know that did he was get six your from set. Eight. Did he get your set? Um, couple, yeah, okay. couple. All right, so that's the guru. If you want any more of uh, the great man, you can uh, you can tune in to him and Miles tomorrow. But for now, a one-one reminders: um, our podcast, the WA Racing Podcast, is available. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all other major platforms. So do us a favor, listeners, please download, important, subscribe, important, like, follow, do whatever you have to. And if there's an opportunity to give us a five-star rating, well, don't think, just do. All right. It's time for the Witten's Irrigation and Design Ascot Track Report. Whether it's racetrack, residential, or commercial, water wisely with Witten's Terry. Uh, well, firstly, what did you think of last week's track? Did you think the fence, as we, if you watch Halatorian, we, we'd sort of given the instructions to, well, the instructions were misunderstood. Uh, I was down south, so I wasn't actually on course. Um, but the plan was to get off the fence in the straight, not the entirety of the journey. But if you watch Halatorian, I'm actually a horse off the fence, the entirety of it. I think the fence wasn't the spot to be again, but I don't think it was anywhere near as bad. I think they've done, you can see the improvement on yeah. that part of the deck. Like we saw uh, Stella Vista in the last get up hard on the fence. I had a few others written down, which aren't in front of me. Crystal's but it, dream got up on, on Crystal's the fence. Crystal's dream got Trans up on the fence. It was, um, um, there was there was a couple of others that just suggested, now that, that fence was actually not as bad. It's still not probably the best part of the track when the rails at the true or one meter pad. Um, but I think they're in, it's going in the right direction. So well done because that's been playing really poorly for a long period of time and diminishing early punter confidence. Um, but at the three-meter pad, I'm happy allowing for a, a nice fair deck. BJ tends to play pretty well at the three-meter pad, so I'm not going to overthink it. Warm again. Um, obviously, we're in the in peak summertime, so maximum of 30 degrees. So it's going to be hot and fast out there at Ascot on Saturday in the three-meter position. But you're right. It, it just felt like you were comfortable having a bet last Sunday. Um, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't feel like I spent too much time stressing about pattern as much as um, kind of have done um, throughout the Ascot season thus far. So um, heading in a genuinely positive direction, I think. Yep. So very much so. That's good. So Belmont. Um, Belmont was sort of like that um, yesterday as well. We saw a couple of big runs play us Patron and Aza from last. Saw still a couple of leaders. We saw the, the cutaway played pretty well earlier is it still in the day. A bit, still a bit trenchy. 
Ascot? Potential, yeah. It was a little bit uh, Belmont rather. Was, I yeah. saw it was very obvious on the vision yesterday, mm. especially when the, the sun was, was out. It was sort of like. There's less in the stewards' reports, though, with horses finding mm. issues with it. So maybe yeah. it could be aesthetically it, yes, it definitely, displeasing. It's, it's definitely visually right there. So mm. hopefully there's there's no uh, safety issues with uh, with that moving forward. But it's definitely still um, obviously there in the uh, when you look on the vision. But, um, but yeah, so Terry. Witten's track report is done. We mm. might as well get cracking, eh? Yeah, we've got, once again, we're, we're only working here with the odds from 365 and Tab Touch are up. So we'll just quote Tab Touch for now, which is quite surprising, I thought. Uh, what's the time? About 11 a.m. I thought the rest would be up by now, but they are not. So we're just going to quote Brad Prices so Brad, um, Brad, they can Brad change drastically. Wait. He doesn't wait for anyone, does he? Just bang. Nah. Just bang. Nah, he's the boss. Mm. He's the boss. I was really surprised here. Race number one. BJ, mm. um, podcast, our horse, yeah. podcast, Eddie, own, Eddie Murphy's horse. Own the dream. Own the dream. Own the dream. Um, Odenaka going around the first, auspicious going around the first, mm. dominating the early market. Um, first of all, I think this is a fast for me. It's a complete and utter probably no bet race, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, I, I, auspicious, obviously, was tremendous winning a 400 meter trial in great time. Brave Haley ran third in that trial, if you mm. look at that a bit deeper. And then was very impressive in a really quick time, the quickest two year old trial comfortably of the day, and not really under that much sufferance from Brad Parnham. Sufferance from Brad Parnham. The only thing I'd say with um, auspicious, just about diving in anything too crazy short is it's a far different kettle of fish jumping from 10 on debut when you have to – I'm worried that everyone's going to be like, oh, auspicious, let's try and tail it, let's yeah, try and tag let's it, let's try and, try and tag it. If it yeah. finds a fence, it wins by panels, you know. But if if I didn't have a dime, the way it went against a lot of good men last start, they'd be mad if they didn't just jump and run and just let the horse go. I think Strummy's salute will come across, but butt hand up and look for some cover. It's been going well enough, but – as shown, it can't win leading. Maybe back to the thousand, they could still be aggressive. Um, I thought Luke, Celestial Fox was a bit yes, telling. Yeah. And Celestial Fox is the other one who I think on its uh, last 400 meter trial. Holly goes on, which is interesting. That mm. might just be the affiliation with Dion. But you got to remember, she rode if I didn't have a dime at its last couple. And I, I'd imagine she was offered that ride. So that could be a good little push towards Celestial Fox as mm. well. But all I'll say with Auspicious, um, it just can be a different horse race, either having to breeze or if a couple of these take it seriously, like. Brad Parnham might have to try and tuck in or we just don't know. We just don't know. Like it's got good gate speed, but it's uh, over a thousand metres, two-year-olds. And it just takes one other one to kick up. And next thing you know, you've got to do something different to what you've shown in the trial. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, there's 80,000 and a lot of them West speed as well, all, all on the table. So, exactly right. yeah, like, you know, with two-year-olds, you can't just be handing the jumping runners on a platter. Otherwise, you're running for second place. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, our one-one podcast on the dream horse, uh, Odenaka. No luck first up, as we've um, spoken about ad nauseum. But uh, he goes around second up. Um, We're definitely running. Uh, looks that way. Looks that way. Okay. Yeah. So not not exactly sure what the uh, what the big boss has, has got in mind, especially with the um, Magic Millions only seven days away. It's not really Steve's MO to back up two-year-olds off seven days. Mm. And we've already got to start, haven't we? We've already, yeah, we're guaranteed to start. And yeah. we're 1,200 back to 1,000 when it was important that we were first up at 1,200 because we thought he'd need the entire journey, which if you watch the way he raced was bang on. Yeah. So for me, this is 
I'm just hoping we get held up the entirety again, to be honest with you. It's nowhere near a bet price for me. I think we could end so up So, at the being, moment, Brad bet three bucks. Yeah, and there was big money early as well. I noticed with Brad, I think it was something like 320 to 250. It looks like he's rebounded that price yeah, now. Yeah, got as low as 240. Yeah. Which is um, – so, obviously, there was a few punters who they respected um, that have targeted Odenaka, which I'll take as a good thing for mm. our horse. Um, but for me, look, I – I think Odenark could end up being the best horse in the race, but this, at that price, it's just not a betting proposition. Yeah, it could be me. the best, best run the race and run fifth. Yeah, yeah, it could be the best run the race and run last. It yeah. could be the exact same thing as last. And you know what? I just about cop that because it means we haven't had a gut buster. Yeah, fresh Magic Moons. Back. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah. In saying that, I was sort of 220 uh, auspicious and about 450 Odenaka. I was uh, I was 220 auspicious and I was $5 Odenaka. So, as much yep. as I've sort of barred or suspicious or giving it a little not having not this is not giving a knock it's just being mindful i thought it might go up a dollar 60 so yeah, yeah um if it does get the 270 280 I'm, I'm willing to have something on that's sort of yeah a surprising bet price for me rather than just it's funny a lot of horses i've been trying to ta- i think i'm taking on recently um they go up sort of above your price you go hang on i was trying to take that on with my market and it's still going up above my price that's when you know it's well, probably think, it's think, probably an investment i think velvet queen ended up 220 top tote last yeah velvet, weapon sun yeah. was one i thought oh let's take it on when we did the podcast i was talking about we're going to get seven dollars all my money and yeah. the weapons had to be 280 and where it sounds like oh, i'm just all my money all my money but i was i didn't really end up backing weapons and to be honest with you i, I had a little saver on at the 440 but i think there was five dollars available mm-hmm. um what other horses wednesday was one yesterday at I oh. sort of thought oh, I might look to take that on I just thought it would go up 230 Wednesday you know? when yeah did we- one on Tuesday <laughs> yeah one on Tuesday so uh, it's just yeah I just I, I find it uh fascinating the mindset of punting when you are looking to take one on and they go above your price that's often more of a sign to have something on even mm. if it's not above much above it and you often just try and take things on for just to be different you know just to be Anyway, the mindset, the the mindset of punting and the uh, the way our brains work is a, a fascinating aspect of the game, which probably hasn't been sort of studied enough. I'd, I'd love to learn more about it. So, so yeah, for me, it's yeah, and the market's got a two or ra- two horse race at the moment. Auspicious Odenaka, a little bit concerned with Odenaka from two. If we're slow away, then we're where are we? We're in we're in we're in a pickle. So Sean McGrady will need to um, think his way through that situation. Uh, but hopefully the tempo's on, there's some separation, a few gaps that um, we, he can sort of poke through. Uh, outside of Auspicious and Odenaka, who had the market, I think Celestial Fox is the interesting runner for me from the hot stable. Holly on, uh, showed good gate speed in its trial. Dion just gets him running over the thousand. Big improvement so, in seven days in the trials too. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, Stable mate of Odenaka Worley Lass is, is uh, nice enough playing God Philly. Um, look out for her um, in time. She could run a run a race. I don't think she's a she's a winning chance necessarily. But um, outside of that, there's a bit of form in the trials, but nothing that really sort of punches in the face and says just back me. So really, we're fingers crossed, praying everything for uh, uh, for Odenaka to uh, to run well and, and then hopefully back up and be a chance in the Magic Moons. I see that he's. Uh, Third favourite yeah. in the uh, all-in market. That's probably my fault for, as I said to you, telling Brad how good we are <laughs> so many times. The bloke that does the market, that's not smart. But, uh, yeah, it's a good little race to kick things off. We'll, we'll, we'll know a little bit more. We'll know a lot more about Auspicious and a lot more about Odenaka. Um, yeah, and in, even if I didn't have a dime, crosses, finds the front, front, you imagine that yeah. it's going to take some catch. I'm $8.80 if I didn't have a dime. I was $9. So I, was nine dollars, yeah. I just adjust that it's the Holly booking which upsets me there, you know, yeah. that kilo and a half and the fact she's opted for – Another what price is so. Celestial Fox? 
Sixteen dollars. I was about yeah, sixteen. Yeah, I was about that. I was, I was about sixteen. Seven. So good race not to bet in, which concerns me. And don't forget, Luke gave his a good little push before when yeah. we chatted to him. Yeah, it sounds like it'll, sounds probably, like it'll he's probably a, go around fifty to one, but it'll go back run on try and get some prize money, which then gets it into the field. I, I think I think Luke needs to have a look at that. I'm pretty sure Twister Gold's already in the Magic Millions. So okay, yeah. Um, so I don't I don't actually think he needs to start tomorrow. But uh, have you anyway. seen the three year old Magic Millions field? Yeah, it looks- that's horrible. That's a shock. A man crush. I think man crush is your early can we, favorite. Can we get Odenaka to run in both? both? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, dearie me. Um, all right. So yeah, um, we'll, we'll we'll move on now to race <laughs> number two, the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Series handicap. This is heat two um, of the series over twelve hundred meters. Uh, what have we got here? We've got Ain't No Other Man is the current market elect. 28 days between runs. Scratch last Sunday from Barrier 1. That, does that, that it just looks concerning, doesn't it? Why are you scratching from the inside alley? On oh, the Because uh, Big H was in the race. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. I just trained wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, nervous about taking on Halatorian. Yes, it is. And you reckon that looks a little bit- Yeah, it's a concern. A little bit sketchy. Yeah. Mm. It's a concern. Um, but yeah, then you've got these horses that are sort of- you know, the consistent, don't win out of turn, born to talk, war him and uh, some heavy hitters in the ownership there of some sort. Kelvin's just been sort of whacking away, didn't mind its run the other day. I don't know, it's got, it's got a funny feel to it, this race, especially with with uh, the current price, ain't no other man 290. I don't think that'll necessarily be getting me, but he brings the best form to the race in my opinion. Yeah, ain't no other man's a horse I've just continued to take on and it's continued to work in my favour. Start, starts pretty short, starts close to favourite nearly every time. Um, nearly every time he goes around, he was backed off the map against uh, Warm and Fuzzy, that race with all the King's men uh, a month ago, and he went super that particular day. But, but while he's sub $3, I'm always just going to keep taking him on. He'll win one day without me and mm. that won't – it'll – Still, uh, I think I'll still be in front from not following all through that period. Uh, heap of speed in this race. I reckon that uh, the two drawn the widest might even cross and lead in Amber Highway in some sort, might even get across. It's yep. fascinating what will happen. I reckon that both, I think Warham just paddles when leading. I think Warham will be a far better horse. And watch its run behind Night Shift. It should have won about four or five starts ago. Um, I think Warham will be a far better horse with cover yeah. just behind him. I think it's got a little short, sharp turn of foot. Like Holly look, sits on it like it's going to win and kick away from win easy. And it, it gives up the ghost pretty quickly. So that might be a sign of a horse that travels nicely just in behind the speed and just needs to be presented with 250 to go. So Breeze, Breeze last start. I think it can improve. Drops three kilos as well. Just just parked in just behind the speed as yep. well. So yep. And I think Bourne's talks the exact same horse yeah. i think it's a far better horse just with cover seven days uh 1200 meters this is when the money came last start um and it won so look for me i, I can't really look outside those two but in saying that um, as you said before neither of them are sort of massive winners so you are you gonna to do a back and save at sort of fours and fives i've got them 354 80 but yeah, I'm not. I'm not desperate to 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 do that. To be honest with you, unless unless there's a bit more a uh, little, little bit more juice mm. in the uh, in the carton. I was five fifty. The pair of them, second favourite. So okay, I, yeah, I yeah. But again, I but again, I go into the race with ain't no other man poo pooing it. You know? I was four bucks. Ain't no other man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm five fifty. So yeah, very hard to mark a fourth favourite. I think I had Cable Boy. Like a Jaguar was good last start, but it simply can't go at twelve hundred traditionally. So you put it on through it and then. 
Nah, not for me from that gate. It's going to have to sprint past him. Like, this will be a three-wide line race, you'd suspect, with the amount of speed in it, though. Um, could it be some sort that's leading up a I would have loved to line. have seen twice a fortnight in a maiden. Twice a fortnight's probably not impossible mm. either, but it's uh, – 16 yeah. bucks. Yeah, yeah, probably won't get me at $16 either. Tricky. So. Tricky little Westby yeah. Platinum here. Looking to back Bourne to talk, save war him, I think. I'm looking to back – I was – yeah, I'm, the way that the market's shaping at the moment, I'll be looking to back war him – Probably, I can't see any other man getting out to the price that I'd, I'd like it to be. So war him for me, and oh yeah, Born to Talk and War him have actually raced against each other a couple of times. And very evenly not, matched. I yeah. went through them all yeah. as well. There's yeah. very little in it. There's actually a nice little weight swing towards War him. Yeah. Um, maybe there's just more trust in Born to Talk after seeing him win the other day. So that's why I, yeah, to be honest, I'm going to be guided by the market. I probably won't have an early bet, and I'll look at Betfair hoping your one gets smashed because mm-hmm. it often does. Ain't no other man. If it starts your 250, the next thing you know, you're getting 480 and 620 for those two. Yeah, fair. Yep. I can do a little back and Savsky or a little uh, little goose. Okay. You think? All right. Little Robin Van Persie. <laughs> <laughs> little Rude Van Nistelrooy. Great. Race three. You see that interview with Steve McLaren? He's an ex-England coach. He went across and uh, coached, I think it was AZ Alkmaar or Feyenoord or I can't remember who it was. Yeah. And he's being interviewed by the Dutch reporter who spoke English but obviously – just with her accent. And Steve, in response, because he, he, he's English, he starts, like, using her accent. Like, he's like, how do you say, ah? Uh? <laughs> like, it's a proper half-wit. <laughs> Steve McLaren, dearie me. <laughs> anyway. Uh, very good. Um, tab touch. Ha- uh, well, hang on, this is a new race now. What have we got here? They're spicing things up on us. This is race three. This is tab touch. Have you got the touch? <laughs> Handicap. Have <Over>. you? <laughs> Have you have you got the touch handicap? Fourteen hundred meters. Um, this was a sixty-six plus advertised, uh, but it's actually a sixty-three plus, which mm. I guess kind of reflects the the quality and depth of the field. Fifty-five minimum over the fourteen hundred meters. Uh, not many would have missed the run of Planet Cash in a very strong edition of the Breeders' Classic at Pinjarra last start. What what are you? Yeah, that's 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 probably the most fascinating aspect to talk about in regards to that. Like Planet Cash was great. Gage, Gage Rhodes was so poor at its previous. Yep. I know it won, but like, was it? A, and feels playfuls led and kicked, gone super. Was it horse on speed? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that wasn't as good. A, like Val Cecina was. That was a horse I ended up backing. By the way, it was about for me. That was still the best run of the race. Where like beat the trip, yep. working throughout. I just needed that one horse not to tuck in, have the cover, and it probably wins. I think. Um, I, think I, I don't know. I think that was Santorio. Santorio's coming across and yes. getting to the breeze. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, which exposed so, Valsacino. Yeah. Yes. I'm, it's interesting how that form line um, will sort of uh, stack up going forward. It's the horse I like here, Planet Cash. But yeah. I'm just um, interested to see how it uh, stacks up. Yeah, so it was a big win, three back. No, two. Yeah, three back with Lucy Warwick on board, came from the clouds, basically down the outside fence at Belmont. Very impressive. Then just sort of got – Chris Parnham went on, was set up last in a sort of muddling run race and way out of its ground and hit the line. It wouldn't look like it hit the line all that well on visually, if you went, but the sectionally it was excellent. Then it went to Pinjara and ran really well up over the 1,400 metres ridden quite running on, sort of squeezing through, through between runners. Um, yeah, and so Cops are eight horse, um, 66 plus. Um, following third, that run. Third pair of runners. Yeah. Third pair of runners, I think. 
Minus looks thorough good with Taj and Brandon on. I think naturally people will be willing just to sort of take those two on to some degree. Minus looks maybe I'm going to use the Haddits win theory now yep. up in weight. Um, I can definitely see White wins again. It's a it's a great looking speed map. And thorough good for me is a seniors horse. Mm -hmm. I think it's really responded to the riding of as a party Pike and Parnham. I'm really surprised actually that uh, David Harrison hasn't stuck with Brad Parnham, who doesn't have a ride in the race. So. Um, Looking outside of those, you got Rebel Zone who parks in behind him. Mr. Run at Pinjarra with yeah, the so abrasions. Was, yeah, it was a stable mishap yeah. near Ford and the abrasion. That was Pinjarra the 29th of January. So it was scratch. It was actually a good race for it that day. It was yeah, a it was good a dollar ninety. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I'm not as usually scratching's like yeah, go, oh, that's a big red flag. But I don't think that's the end of the world necessarily. Yeah. Um, just query on the the fourteen hundred perhaps for Rebel Zone to some degree. I remember over thirteen hundred. It looked like it had zero to merits and it got it quite easily. But zero to merits was low flying at that stage of proceedings. So. Um, yeah, look, this this is a good little race. You can make a case for for nearly all eight, but um, I'm gonna. You've got Planet Cash, and later on we'll talk about Gauge Roads. I'm gonna sort of hedge my bets. I'm gonna look to back Planet Cash here. Anything north of three dollars. I like this small field. I like the fact that Lucy seems to get along super with the horse. Um, I think it can land on the back of a horse like Rebel Zone, uh, peel out with it. And I think if the leaders stop, it's the one that's um, got the turn of foot to, to finish over them. Um, what what price? Planet Cash, you. I was I was two sixty, but my notes were, but I wasn't like a super 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 confident two sixty. Mm. My notes suggest I'd love three fifty to get <laughs> properly set, but I'm happy to have a, a smaller bet at three dollars plus. But to me, to get properly set for a good bet, three fifty plus. Three fifty. That's what I was as well. I was five fifty. The fellow three year old flyaway home as well. Um, uh, I think we might vary on that price. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was my second fave. Uh, I thought he's he worked the line nicely first up. Comes forward second up, unbeaten at 1,400 metres. He'll, be, he'll be behind Planet Cash in running. So it's going to be – if Planet Cash lets down like it has done recently, it's going to be challenging for Flyaway Home to to get over the top of Planet Cash. All that I guess Stevie can hope for is maybe there's a satin black move, three wide line, he can tack on, get some momentum up and get rolling. I like Flyaway Home as a prospect. I think he's a, going to be a genuine Saturday horse. And um, I think he's the, for well, me- That, that win last campaign was against Man Crush and Santorio yeah. and one other that goes pretty well. It yeah, was, it was, it was a real good. It was, a, it was from nowhere, really. Yeah. It was 20, 30 to one, I think, that day, I bet fair. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a super win. Yeah, and even the start before, on reflection, he got beat as favourite- at Northam, uh, the, the winner of that race was a horse by the name of Queen Alina. Yeah. So, um, and that was leading at the mile. Leading at a different setup, you know. Yeah, but you find, yeah. that's what I mean. That's what racing young horses is about: finding their strengths. And I think Danny and Co will probably be looking to ride Flyway Home with cover going forward. Yeah, it's good. Good race for, for Flyway Home, but Planet Cash is the, is the one three fifty for me would be a bet. Flyway Home, the danger. Uh, I would have liked Rebel Zone has run into. Carolee Rocks and Rear Admiral before being three wide, no cover, boxing on last start. But the, the 28 days between runs off a setback just means I just plonked it just behind those two three-year-olds. So if I can get 350 Planet Cash, that'll do me. Yeah, Planet Cash for me, and I'm looking to save. Uh, I only save if I can sort of see six, seven dollars Rebel Zone. I'm happy to get my money back, um, but it's all price dependent. Not too perturbed if I don't save. Were you happy with the? Um with the inclusion of great one, the great one in this race, I wasn't actually BJ. No, the great one was about a dollar twenty chance at Albany today, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, would like I would have loved Steve to do the double Saturday scratching. I would mark <laughs> the great one out, but anyway, 
It is what it is. It's got, by the way, the great one. The it's great one is going super. Yeah. Um, in Albany, those last two runs with Rosie Mahoney on have been something else, and it's proven at this sort of, um, in this sort of grade back in town as when, well. When so he's don't, when he's, don't when he's the discount, it's yeah. just the barrier, which is yeah. a bit cruel, you know. When he's right, uh, this is a this would if. Him at his best, this would be a really good race. He's at his best. Yeah. I think he's at his best. Yeah. That's the thing. So yeah. uh, if he gets out to a, a wild price, I wouldn't completely discount him. But uh, what's what did Brad go up? Uh, went up eight, no, nine rather. So it's about and 12. Then he's 12. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Um, right. you got to think, just, just sorry, before we move on from this race, looking at the market, I can't see where strong money comes besides Planet Cash. Minus looks is your second favourite. It's going to drift. Rebel Zone will stay about firm that price. Flyaway Home, I think, will drift a little bit. Um, just the fact it's going to be last in running. Thorough Good with the Apprentice going on. There won't be strong Actually, support. The great one from Albany, there won't be strong support. Satin Black, I think people are sick of backing it. And Call Again won't uh, be supported at well, all. So I, I, think, actually I, think, I think Planet Cash will start 240. Actually, I don't think I'm going to get my 350, am I? No, I think, no. You, I think if you get the opportunity to bet at three plus, that might be that might be uh, all she wrote. All right. Race four is the Crown Perth handicap. This is a, this is end up being a rating sixty eight plus over the twenty two hundred meters, and the horse dominating the market is the very much in form import Casino Seventeen Team Williams, and the Pontiff goes on after William Pike Pike on just cry rode him to victory um, his first victory in Western Australia uh, over the eighteen hundred meters last start currently dollar ninety. Courtesy of Brad Bat. Yeah, this is one of a few races I don't reckon I've got a huge amount of interest in. Um, wanted to find bold success. I think it can run a really cheeky yeah. race. I think they went a bit slow. And I think um, the that team- was a, That was a super slow race. That's yeah, why that's Casino's- not bold, that's not bold success's go yeah, either. That's why Casino 17 was able to race yeah. three wide no cover, basically the entire, well, the majority and still sort of cream them late. Yeah, so. so I think bold success, there'll be some instructions to probably go a little bit quicker, mm -hmm. I'd suspect, probably lead the race. Um, we saw last campaign, doesn't have to be outside a horse, like we thought in the past, it can actually just find the fence and run along. So Baltic Cess in front, Casano 17 should be following it. Uh, always a query for me when they step up to the 2200. I, I looked back and it looks like it's been placed over the 2100 and on the dirt. Um, it looked like it was it was um, very interesting. Like it ran really well in some South Australian features. Mm -hmm. um, even ran second behind a horse called Cherry Tortini, Tini, who's a good race mare or was a good race mare. And, Sydney and Melbourne in a Adelaide Guineas or a good race like that. And then from there, it went and had three runs in Darwin, including the um, 2021 Darwin, Darwin Cup. Cup. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Casino 17, I was just going through it last night. Team Williams is this horse's ninth trainer. Really? Very odd, isn't same, it? Same owner the whole way through? I'm not sure about that, but yeah, it's, it's been- He'd be a good bloke to train for. Shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> be dead. Yeah, I was just like- incredible. Ninth trainer. Ninth. Yep. That's something, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, the way it beat almost the exact same field, it's impossible to go against, but I always have just that minor, uh, into, I'm a dollar eighty-five, so I'm pretty sure. I just have that minor sort of worry when they step up to uh, the trip for the first time when I'm not sure how it will go um, at the journey. Baltic Cess might be one run away, but can give cheek. Blazing away has only stepped past 2,000 once for one win. Hasn't had much luck this campaign, but I also think it's probably a level below Casino 17. A reliable star is a horse we will back. But we're going to wait for W Pike to come back in a couple of weeks. And I think we might be on the uh, reliable star train. And a watch on Pickless and Yor. I thought his last run was was good as yeah, well. But you stole you stole my uh, <coughs> the words out of my mouth there. Reliable stars just, just about ready to win. And Pickler, Pickless, 
Yes. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, that's... Let's not sing the next part. The loaf. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Reliable Star and Piccolo Signora are the two horses that I want to follow out of this race. I'll probably bob up. Either one of them will probably bob up and win now. The other horse who I think is getting closer but isn't... Its ascot record is not good at all. I actually thought Olden two starts ago was big and just had a torrid run. And the other way, the last start was um, just sort of got caught up in a very fast tempo in that random Royal Schwarzier race. Yeah, I reckon that form line will really add up as well. CJP going on will will help. They might just lead. Maybe. And then bold success pops to the breeze. Yeah. I thought maybe Roman Flirt might try something a bit different on Saturday. It was better last start, Roman Flirt. Yeah. for, For Trevor... Yeah, for the big toe. But it looks looks set up perfectly for another Casino 17 victory. It does rise four and a half kilos, but um, has, right. a, has a bit of quality to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering some of these horses are not quite there, reliable star, Piccolis and you are the big watches for me. Yeah, I, yeah, ugly race. Casino 17 should win. Okay. Uh, let's take a break, Terry, because mastermind time. Can't wait for this. Um, buckle yourselves in, punters. All right, BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. Can't wait, Terry. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located up on Jacoby Street in Mundaring. If you're in the neighbourhood, make sure you drop into the Mundaring, say good day to the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Let him know that you listen to the 1-1 one, one and uh, he'll take the best of care uh, with you and your crew. Feed, flutter, froffies. Found the atmosphere up there on the big deck. And uh, actually, Butchie had one trial during the week. It was called Younger Lass. So mm. um, it might be stepping out soon. So maybe another winner for uh, Butchie Investments uh, moving forward. So good luck to the great man. So we've got a ripping mastermind clash ahead, Terry. <laughs> Let's bring in last week's winner, our carryover champion, the current mastermind, Sammy White. Morning, fellas. How are we? Yeah, very well, Sammy. Very well. How's your week been as the uh, as the reigning mastermind taking down a big scalp in Jordan Turner? Yeah, big scalp. Huge, huge. Actually, had someone on the races come up to me and say, "Mastermind." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I reckon he's being serious. Yeah, there, probably. I don't, I don't think that's a joke personally, <laughs> but I think that's quite serious. So, um, no, it's yeah. serious. Yeah, he, he well, was, that's, that's part and parcel of it, isn't it? He was good last week, wasn't he? Survived Ooh, a late yeah. surge from Geordie and he was. steadied and yep. got the chockies. So yep. good work, Sammy. Now a dual mastermind, but um, you're going to have your work cut out for you today, Sammy, because back by popular demand. Who demanded he, him? <laughs> Who demanded him? That's the question. I don't know if anyone the general demanded population, mate. I think, I think this <laughs> we is had some, we des- had some, desperation. We had some anonymous phone calls ringing and saying, <laughs> get this bloke back on. It's Andrew. What up, Walks Walker? G'day, Walks. How are ya? What's happening? Uh, it's good to uh, it's good to have you to have you back on uh, back on Walks. Uh, unfortunately, you couldn't get the chockies last time you were on the show. You're expecting a more positive outing now. You got the run under your belt. Yeah, yeah, a bit like a trial, mate. You know, just tighten me up. <laughs> <laughs> Should be fit for the run. It was, uh, it was getting Cripper last time, wasn't it? Walk, yeah, walk and do you know what? Yeah. what? What a fitting... I used spoon fed in the fucking detail, trust me. <laughs> I'm not still spoon. not over that bloke. Ian Shield, eh? I still haven't forgotten about that. <laughs> I see that guy, eh? <laughs> and what a, what a week to have you on. What a week to have on What Up Walks with some sort 
owned, part owned by What Up Walks and uh, D Cripps and D Hollingworth and uh, I don't know all, if any all other the ones are in the heavy hitters. Coming back to the track, you must be really excited, um, Andrew, to see some sort <laughs> back to the track after a year off. You'll yeah, be, you'll be you there, what, I'm sure. I'll tell you what, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what I was more excited for was seeing Dig Deep retired, mate. What happened? Did RSPCA <laughs> give you the little tap on the shoulder and say, hey, bud? Animal cruelty, you can't actually race a horse 75 times consecutively. Okay? I love it. There's no holds barred. There's just no holds barred. Good to see the camp gone, mate. So what, what type of performance are we expecting from some sort on the weekend, Andrew? Oh, probably about as good as I'm about to go in this. <laughs> Ping the lids and just fade like, hey. <laughs> It's actually, uh, actually not a bad race for some sort on the weekend. So. Oh, I don't reckon it'll beat a horse. <laughs> yeah, it's a good gate as well. It actually won't yeah. beat a horse home, so. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> Boys. So are you, you going to be there on course, though, Andrew? You didn't let me know. Uh, I'll leave it till late, mate. Oh, yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. But. <laughs> he's not going to be there. <laughs> he's, a <scratch. laughs> he's a part-time he's, supporter. He's a scratcher. Didn't miss one of Dig Deep 77 runs in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, well, I didn't see you at Mount Barker that time when I, you know, when it was going around for its 370th run. Yeah, w- weren't you down there? Yeah, yeah. I was just trying some because it's grapes and gallops day, mate. I was just trying some of the grapes to uh, to get over what just happened at the gallops. <laughs> There's not enough fucking grapes in the world to get over that, mate. Trust me. <laughs> All right, gents. We both uh, you both know how to play this game. Your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. And cats back to me, isn't it? It is. Challenger, are you ready? Yes. Mastermind, are you ready? Yeah, mate. Three, two, one. All right, who am I? Walks has already thrown me. I'm only asking one question. While my career was cut short, I still managed to win a tick over $500,000 from my 15 outings. My name is a noun. I only won three times in my career with William Pike aboard me for all three. I had two trainers, Grant and Alana Williams, before Adam Durant took over for the final race of my career. All three wins run to the tutelage of Grant and Alana. My final race, uh, start for Adam Durant, was in the 2019 Northerly Stakes when I ran last. It was a race won by the Velvet King. I competed in a railway stakes. I won a WATC derby, but I may may be best remembered for being chopped down in the shadows of the post by Peter Hall and Star Exhibit in the same colours as I was wearing. Lights, camera. The Peter's horse, obviously. Action. Walks. Action. (laughs) 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 Oh, me. What a shit show. What a shit show. He got there. Walks is off to a flyer. He's off to a flyer. I I almost don't think we give him that point because he said action before he said his name. And I'm... And I just want to stir him up, roll him up. He's like a, a bee's nest. He, he jumped out the lids like some sort on Saturday, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> that was the fucking worst question. The 
drive away. <laughs> Before they uh, open the gates. Didn't didn't Hawley um, give you a little pre-Perth yeah. Cup jibe recently? He did, yes. He sent me a little message of, uh, yeah, just a picture of uh, him going past action. He, <laughs> it's one of his favourite ones, actually, just to remind me that I did my ass on action after having the, the big early price. But, uh, yeah, action. How, how good go. is it that all these years later he still remembers and thinks thinks that thinks of you <laughs> on that day? That's fantastic. Do you, do you remember, Ward? Who ran second to the Velvet King in the 2019 yeah, Northerly Stakes? Is that you feeding me a question? <laughs> Just wanted to remind you. Well, I knew that would. I knew you wouldn't remember who ran last in that race, so it wasn't giving you. Oh any, so. no! All oh. I remember is late cosmology costing me a great trade. Don't talk about that. <laughs> All right, Walks is uh, up and about. One Sammy White yet to score. Okay. Come on, Sammy. We don't want you on next week again. Once oh. is enough. Every every, every six months. <laughs> All right. Name <laughs> name the three WA Group One races. Kissing all four cheeks has been placed in. Sam. Sammy. Sammy. Um, Need him straight away. Normally. One. Yeah, away and the winter bottom. Correct. Yeah, very Correct. Uh, for the old trick question, didn't you, BJ? Kissing all four cheeks, uh, of yeah. course, been confirmed for the Morton Racing slot in the Quokka in a couple of months from now. That was this morning. Okay, one all. Obviously, the Gold Rush isn't a Group 1. Correct. It's a Group 3, Correct. despite it being worth one and a half. So. Yeah, worth three, worth three times more than Perth good, Cup. Good question. So go figure. Anyway, okay. Race three. Name the two horses. Name the two horses to beat home Santorio and all the King's men in last year's Hawks. WA Guineas. Yeah. Hawks. Last year's WA Guineas, did you say? Yes. Oh, you, mm, you got to open your ears, Walks. I'm going to put the countdown on early here as well. Amelia's Jewel. Three. And two. Lights Ah, oh, incorrect. You're, you're better than that, Andrew. <laughs> incorrect. You're better than that, Sammy Andrew. Sammy for the steal. Three. Amelia's Jewel and Buffler. Oh, oh Sammy. See. That's what? White. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're still a class one galloper, Andrew. <laughs> All right. What's <laughs> White has hit the front. Two, one. Okay. Name the last jockey. Not named William Pike to win aboard Halatorian. Walks. Walks. I'm going to say Chris Farnham. Yeah. Incorrect. Over to you, Sammy, for the steal. Three. Google search. Um, two. Halatorian. One. TJP. No. Incorrect. The recently departed. Can we keep having a crack or how does this work? No, that's over. <laughs> <laughs> Have you finally looked it up now? <laughs> yeah, I do have to say, I've got it. It's Halatorian, not Halat, by the way. That's the, know, um, yeah, that's how you would have cooked it the first time. So the recently departed Brad Rawwiller uh, has two wins on Halatorian, mm-hmm. uh, and William Pike has three. Okay. Where are we at here? All right. Who is the name of Peter? Sorry, start again. Start the question again. What is the name? <laughs> Of Peter's Investments, new Victorian private trainer. Walks. Walks. John John Lake Jr. Oh, he even got the junior. He even got the junior. He even got the What did you call him? Uh, the pisser. The pisser. <laughs> the pisser. Yeah. Worst trainer in Australia. Until you take your license. He's not a private trainer, but. 
Wow. Better down, buddy. Wow. <laughs> Hang on, little protest. <laughs> no, you know, you, you know what we meant, Sammy. Too old. Oh, he's, get, he's getting nervous. Wow. He's getting nervous. He's getting oh, nervous. BJ's had a little one. Okay, there's going to be something said about that if uh, if Walks wins this last one. <laughs> Too old again. That's what we need. Oh, Good luck, lads. plenty said. Don't worry. Keep your mouth shut, Andrew. <laughs> okay. Name the Perth trainer who has a remarkable current Metropolitan winning strike rate. Of 26.9%. Walk. Walks. Download County. Oh, oh, no. Oh, 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 no. Some sorts of moral you now. I get that, did ya? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the double. What boy? The count is here. Imagine oh, the double, dear. though. Imagine uh, Mastermind all up some sort. What a oh, weekend for Walks. Me. Hey, oh, Dan. This is, this is throwing me. Congratulations, Walks. That was impressive. Off the canvas, got your nose oh, in mate. front late, saluted. What we do. <laughs> what we do, mate. Business as usual. Oh, dearie, mate. <laughs> That's great. Hey, Sammy, uh, good fight, mate. Good fight. Uh, Are we going to see a protest about that second last question going forward, Sammy? I love a good protest. <laughs> I love controversy on the mastermind. Nah, I'm all right. I'll, I'll lose graciously. His flamboyant for throwing me off the shore. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. You get some flamboyance. I'm in his head. Flamboyance. Rent free, you reckon? I, I tell you what, Sammy, if the, whoever was in charge Play of the uh, River Rubicon protest at Mount Barker, if he was in charge, you might be a chance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mate, that had to be upheld. That had to be upheld. You might be a chance, but uh, to the winner goes the spoils, and he's on top of the WA racing world this morning, Andrew Walker. He's our new mastermind. Terry, how good? Yeah, I don't know if it's that good because now <laughs> I've got to do it all again. You coming back in seven days, Walks? We'll see, mate. We'll see what's on offer. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I reckon there'll be some challenges coming out. I so. myself around these days, mate. I want D Hollingworth. <laughs> I want, that's who we want. I want, I want D Hollingworth oh, yeah. next week. All right. Well, I'll tell you what's on offer. Walk. There's a walk. There's a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. We'll pop that in the mail for you. Sammy White, always welcome here at the 1 1. You're a star, mate. Thanks for giving up your time this morning. But we'll be chatting again to you, Walks, in seven days to defend your title. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Thank lads. Thanks very much. <laughs> See you, guys. <laughs> See ya. We're going to do it all again next week, Guru. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm – yeah, mixed feelings about that. Tell you what, there's a – he gets you – he wakes you up, doesn't he? A little bit sleepy <laughs> this morning, to be honest with you. I might need a second coffee, but I feel like I've just had six coffees <laughs> on that one phone call. So, yeah, now, good performance. I'm going to give him that as well. It was a good performance too. He, uh, he – I'm surprised it took so long to get action. I thought with the uh, the Derby and then the Derby. Is it Derby or Derby? What How long ago was that now? 2019. Oh, no, hang on. No, 2019 was his last start. I think it was a 2017 Derby, I would say. Um, but, yeah, star exhibit sailing through. 40 yeah. Brings back fantastic memories, doesn't it? It's extremely good memories, yeah. <laughs> memories I like to read regularly. Watch the replay, listeners. If that wasn't like – Hand of God stuff on uh, Star Exhibit, uninterrupted run from last through the field mm -hmm. and nabs us. And when does Pi when does Pikey get grabbed on a sit and sprinter ever? Remember on Pike's head on no, the and they did. But the thing with action, there was a lot of discussion about the best way to ride the horse. And I remember going into it; it was sustained run, big loping fellow. So there was nothing wrong with the ride whatsoever. It's just uh, genius from Hall. Yeah, genius I think I think action was a nice horse, but ne never quite as good as the market often um, had him in um, sort of from an SP point of view. But anyway.
Walks. Walks was as good as the market had him from I'll tell you what, point of view. He, uh, he, he comes on strong, and I think he might have just rattled Sammy White a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> he rattled me. <laughs> rattled, rattled, me. Daddy rattled me. I wonder yeah. if he's rattled the listeners as well, because <laughs> stay tuned, you got another week of, uh, of Walks coming up, listeners. But uh, let's get back to the show, eh? Oh, we've all managed to regain our composure, Terry, after uh, what up walks <laughs> and Sammy White and the mastermind. That was uh, incredible stuff there. It'll take me a week to regain <laughs> properly, I reckon. <laughs> and then it will just happen again. Well, we needed something to get us excited because we mm. uh, hit a bit of a flat spot in the card, that's for sure. Um, that last race and this race is, is uh, a little bit... Little bit of a fizzer as well. We've got the the eight runners, Acromantula, the leader, a bit bit stiff over twelve hundred, held up at a crucial stage with Pycon. Um that was a scent bar stakes last start. Uh, should be out of good, good thing for connections, was it? Sort of said, hang on, I'm ready for the twelve hundred now. Yep. It's always pinged as a thousand meter or so. Exactly. So opens up some programming opportunities for him if mm-hmm. he can be um, successful at, at the six furlongs, but Acromantula leads with, with yeah, and with a sit yeah. as well. Seats uh, Strathmore Rose was the Fitzpatrick Plate winner, then came out and ran a ripper in the Miss Andretti. Gun Metal Grey Fresh ran super in against high quality mares in Group Enlisted Company um, last carnival, and of course you got your warm and fuzzies on the quick backup after getting gassed by Alatorian mm. last Saturday. Created first up. And the earmuffs go on uh, pink carrots, drops three kilos, draws a gate. I don't know about that horse. And there's a couple of others in the race as well. But any thoughts on race five? No, nah, nah, I don't know about any of these. Yeah. Like, I don't want to back any of these horses. Like, Have a look at the market. Um, Acromantula is real short. And just with Strathmore and in the race, you sort of go, gee whiz, is it going to um, get it softly out in front? I think it serves favoritism. Lead run kick, but the 1200 meters Taj as well. You don't have the senior on. Um, yeah, just a few little funny bits and pieces. Our win spirit was super last start, drops down to the 1200 though. I think Gunmetal Grey will be popular with all the speed in the race, three wide line coming into it. Ross Price has now had two winners after a long. Um, yeah, in a bit of form. Yeah, fine yeah. touches one for him twice after a fairly long time out of the winner's circle. It's doing the little drop back of 40 days to the 1200. It goes well off the 1200, but it's a difficult way to win still coming from from last or 40 days when your last run was at 1800 metres. But respect the setup and respect how it could go. But there isn't a horse I really want to back here. I thought Creator's trial was really good, mm. but I, I see Creator as a horse best finding the front over 13, 1400 metres. So there just isn't a horse I really want to back here. So I actually didn't even do a market here and just said, you know what, I'm going to sit this one out. The only horse I want to be on is Gunmetal Grey, mm-hmm. price-wise. That crow's too short for me. Um, I th- was thinking Gunmetal Grey was a – Four fifty five dollar pop okay. in this race. Hope you're um, right. The only price I with Brad, I took his eight fifty this morning. Yep. Purely, uh, purely as I thought, it looked maybe slightly wrong, but yeah, had no idea. Yeah, that that's that's the way I'm going here. Gunmetal Grey has showed outstanding closing speed all last preparation. Actually, his fresh run last prep, I think it was a was it a thousand or something like that. It just leapt out of the ground uh, behind Hammer Mill. Yep, yep. yeah, leapt out. Is of she the a nonny now? You look at her statistics: twenty eight starts for nine seconds, three wins. It's a bit cons- insane that she's run second to Al Safina Bazoom, and that run there was behind Hammermill. She went super that day as well. So, yeah, well, she's run fourth in the Latrice Al Safina Velvet Queen Plan Marika. Um, but yeah, freshened up. And just with the, I noticed a few of the Bunbury trainers have been, been, uh, punching home a few winners lately. So, okay. um, yeah, for, for Ross Price, horses are starting to, race better uh so that run i'm referring to yeah it was a 1200 meter race 
uh, hammer mill one, but gunmetal grade just ripped a heap of ground off that horse late to run it to a half length fresh. So I can imagine this small field really suits as well. Mm -hmm. Called up Pontiff, get, getting in the lanes down the middle of the track. You know, Acro kicks, Strathmore Rose gives a kick, but I think gunmetal grey is the closing speed to get over the top of them. Fascinating one. For me, I, I will probably have a bet. If we see them making ground on the day, that yeah. will probably really increase confidence for a horse like um, for a horse like gunmetal grey. All right. Race six is the Aaron Chelwell Handicap. 1600 meter graduation. We got a minimum here of uh, 54.5 kgs. Earlier in the show, we spoke about the run of Planet Cash in the Breeders' Classic, ran fourth behind um, uh, all the Kingsmen on that particular occasion. The other flashing lights run in the race was Gage Road, who, Rhodes rather, who came from well back for a slashing third with Pike on. Gage Rhodes is the current market elect in race six of the day. Currently, three dollars in from four fifty. Bradbet. So they've dropped Travis Head. Oh, so the eleven is out for the uh, the first test. Mm. What do we got? Uh, they've picked Renshaw and Hanscom at five and six. Is that right? Yeah, and they've doesn't Head bowl a little bit as well. Head's bowling like he's probably the most underrated part timer on the list. I think with two offies, they've picked Murphy and Lyons, so I'd suggest they're thinking that. Uh, so no Agar. They won't need a third. No Agar, no. So I presume Labuschagne will bowl a few overs, being the only one spinning it away from their right handers. Cam Green. Hey. No Cam Green. No, yeah. he couldn't bowl. I think yep. he'll play in the second test. All right. There you go. There's the test update. The Guru's looking perplexed. I'm a bit, bit upset Travis heads out. Fuck <laughs> me, Dad. And the thing is, you want combative players over there as yeah. well. He goes in there and has a go from ball one. No, we're fucked. <laughs> and George Bailey, like, I really like George Bailey, but some of the shit they do. Deary me. Come on, BJ. You've upset me now. All right. The Aaron Chowell. Chowell? Chowell? Chowell. Chowell. Um, what are we doing? What race is this? Race six. Yeah, so Gage Roads is the current market mm. length three dollars. And we've got a Peter's Investment three-year-old filly, uh, Ocean Queen, CJP, Michael Grantham. Next in line, Birdie Eagle. Hasn't had a lot of luck recently, I don't think. Then you're running into your Cisco Joes, your Fear, Fear the Winds, and then upwards others from there. Yeah, uh, I'm sort of happy to take a couple on here. I'm not sure about Ocean Queen as a horse as yet. So the Cerise and White Vortex and Fear Factor isn't quite there for me. So pretty content to sort of look around Ocean Queen. Um, Gage Roads is fairly short. I It it won a couple of starts ago at $1.40 and it sort of lost me that day with that win. I thought it was a really disappointing win. It's That's probably harsh. Maybe yeah. it just wasn't at its best for one one day, or which obviously was the case. Um but Pike sort of goes off here. I think what they'll learn from last start, which was clearly its career best run, is maybe this horse is better ridden really quietly. So what I'm expecting from Barrier 4 is even Paul Harvey to take a, a bit more of a hold out the gates, which could also find it in a bit of a in a bit of a pocket without William Pike. So look, now it's into sort of three bucks or so. I'm I'm sort of happy to look around it. And if you go back with Gage Rhodes um, and you have a look at its run versus Fear the Wind on the 4th of January, yep. uh, I reckon Fear the Wind was a better run that particular day. I've always really liked Fear the Wind. Uh, I know a lot of us had a fairly good result last start when um, they went forward and gave us that three deep the trip on a track you wanted to be closer to the fence. It wasn't a strong class one, but Yarralee was pushing Crystal Dream to some degree. So it's not the worst form reference in the world. Alan Kennedy wouldn't be getting 
getting down to 57 for nothing. I dare say it's the lowest he's ridden at for quite a while and we'll probably see double figures each way. So um, with some speed drawn out wide and an interesting race in that sense, there's a big chance of being a three-wide line. We're a bit later in the day and sort of happy following up at, at sort of – an each way price for you to win. It's interesting with Gage Roads how draws a gate um, two starts ago, posies up, lower grade, just falls in, and then up in grade, strong tempo with the draw, you just take your medicine, go back, hope to run on, yeah. see what happens. And it's, it's, it's just a different mindset going into that race where, um, and maybe they found something out about him, maybe um, – that he just loved that tempo that was on that particular occasion because um, the feels playful set a really good, mm-hmm. good, good strong pace up front. Um, but it's interesting if he had drawn a gate in the Breeders' Classic, they might have bounced him, and yeah. you know. So it's interesting what what you can learn. Um, you know, not necessarily by design. So I think it's something we don't. It's something I'm going to say. I've been I reckon a bit sloppy on in recent times. Did you forget? Like some horses can settle last and win and lead and win slow tempo, hot tempo. But some horses need the exact type of run. Yep. Like Birdie Eagle's one of those yep. Neville Parnham runners, right, that needs to park 1-1, one, one, leaders back. I prefer – I think it's far better with cover, um, get out and go. It's like a very simplest – not a big turn of foot, but it can sustain that speed. You prefer – um, and, and it can – it settles nicely and, and off it goes um, while – But if it gets, if it gets everything – it's favours you probably can't beat it. Do you know what I mean? That's a, yeah, that's a exactly thing. right. But yeah. from Barrier Eight here, it's 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 a bit more difficult to get everything sort of in its favour in that uh, in that sense. So yeah, it's just just the particular aspect that each horse sort of requires, or most horses require to win is um, it's fascinating. We used to talk about it when Bow Count broke open fields mm. and say, so well, who's going to be suited by a Bow Count race, or who's going to be suited by a Kerm and Rock Tempo and Castillo de Lago type thing. Yeah, because, yeah, exactly right. So anyway, so fear the winds, um, the one that. Um, I reckon I'll get uh, $10 plus throughout for an each way little bet. Um, a few others over my prices. Like I think Speedy Miss got further back than they wanted last yeah, start. I thought absolutely. it hit the line really nicely alongside yeah. a couple that sprint okay. Like down, actually, if you watch down force well. on the rail. And, yeah. Actually began well, just yeah, got shuffled. Got so, shuffled, yeah. yeah. Every day I'm shuffling. And um, Holly going on for Brad. She keeps those type of horses on a reasonable tempo. This should be a, a well-run race because I presume Danny's gone for Taylor Childs from the outside gate with the low weight just to run them along, jump and run. So it should be a pretty um, strong tempo here. So I think it can run a race. So, I don't know how many wins Speedy misses got in it. That win against Wee Ripper was a well uh, planet sort of aligning type setup, you know. Um, Cisco Joe, I thought, had the favours last start. There was a race where they bunched, it followed the right horses, and it just plotted along into third. Goes okay. Kira Jewel win one, but not this one. What do you um, think of Border Force? Border Force, I had something on with Brad at the $21 this yeah. morning. I was 10, 11. Uh, I don't know if it's got the killer blow, but. Uh, three starts ago, watch its last 100. It came again. Two starts ago, no held the entirety. And then last start, it sat deep. Um, three wide And it kept coming. It looks yeah. really tough and honest. I don't, I don't know if it's got that killer blow, but I do like Brandon to Lacta. So it's a another one. So I, I'm sort of double the price or $5 or so gauge roads, which is sort of giving me an opportunity to spec a couple of others here. But um, good wide leg of the quality. I'd be going sort of Birdie Eagle, Speedy Miss, Fear the Wind. Border Force, Gage Roads, that'd be it. Take on Ocean, Cisco, Kenny. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm just going to be sort of loitering on Betfair. I think the money's going to keep coming for Gage Road. Yeah. So we might. That's a good. That's the best part a, when you know money's. About three or four win bets. In this yeah, thing, so. and build a little book. That's yeah. the best part when you know money's going to come for one. You sort of definitely can win. Definitely, yeah. definitely can win. But you're sort of happy to take on. You're like, and you know it's going to be the well-supported runner. You're like, yeah. well, just let it keep coming and um, yeah, pop around it. Yeah. So horses, I'm sort of eyeing off. Listeners, kind of your border forces. Birdie Eagle, Fear the Wind, and I'll probably have something on Mountain Ash if they're running. Mm. Um, so, what price is it? Uh, Mountain Ash is where 14. About 14. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, if it's one of those days where you can roll along and pinch a, pinch a lead, then uh, might be able to just get them get them huffing and puffing and chasing. So uh, they're the sort of horses that I'm, I'm floating around, but definitely just be hanging around uh, Betfair just to see what the exchange has to offer. You did mention the um, the lack of velocity in the Cerise and White Vortex at the moment, Guru. Mm. Just uh, I'm sure most of the listeners are aware, but there is a bit of Cerise and White action at Sandown on Saturday. Yeah. So Western Empire is uh, going to go around third up, I think, in the CF All Stakes, 1,400 metres, uh, 80 to 1, 60 to 1. Bit of a whisper on Twitter. There was I tried – apparently the jump out was super. I tried to find the footage, but I uh, I couldn't find it. We'll All find I needed to do was read that tweet, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go. That was from Trap Noonan, yeah? I think it uh, I can't remember yeah. what it was. I just thought if Western Empire is going around at 70 to 1 and someone's telling me its last um, unofficial hit out was super – I'm going to have something small on. I'm going to also have something. Why not? Yes. I expected it to run last probably, but I couldn't get at that price. It doesn't cost you much. No, I tell you what, if he gets it right, we're right for one race and we're, not, and, we're not, <laughs> and we're not on it, and 80 to 1. Than, and it's more than 10 bucks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let alone 80 to 1. So. And uh, the other runner for John Lee Jr. and the uh, the might of the Cerise and White is Bright Diamond. Carly and Ethel. The heff. That's madness. <laughs> I saw her ride one last Saturday. She rode an absolute treat. Yeah. Salute it, Sandown. So you got to sit and sprint here. You put a senior on for me. Bright Diamond yeah. uh, is in the race nine, Sandown. They're struggling, aren't they? Who's that? The Bob's Horses with um, have f- Haven't fired yet. Haven't fired yet. Superstorm, Western Empire. Showmanship. Yeah. No, I don't know if Showmanship has raced yet. Has it raced Try. Yet? I heard it trialed poorly. Right. Again, I couldn't find any footage. If anyone's got any footage of that Western Empire jump out, I would like to see it. But. And, um, of course, uh, the uh, Sean and Jake Casey have plenty of runners in it. That's mm. on a Saturday. But, importantly, they have the unbeaten Brave Halo in the Blue Diamond Prelude for Colts and Geldings. Damien Oliver booked 350 equal favourite at the moment with the with the market. Mm-hmm. So, um, was he three from three in WA? Brave Halo um, looks outstanding. They've gone on, gone over there to have a crack. So, good luck to them. Yeah, good on them. Fair yeah. bit happening. They've travelled horses well before as well. Yep. Fair yeah. bit happening for uh, from a WA point of view Happen. over in Sandown. On the, on the ill side. Plenty happening. Yeah. So good luck again to the Casey's there and uh, Wally Daly. And, um, yeah, we'll be tuning in. Witten's Irrigation and Design. They're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race 7, the Morley Growers Market Challenge Stakes. 
1500 meters um usually a pretty good horses race this one um last year tricks of the trade one went on to win a railway stakes to, uh, three years ago superstorm won this race he went on to uh to two group one victories in victoria so um stepping stone to further autumn three-year-old features and we've got some good ones going around here terry santorio all the king's men admiration express resuming feels playful looks like mitchy pateman's got one there that goes pretty good so hey speaking of mitchy pateman oh, just, just got a little text obviously uh without spoiler oh it's too late to spoil it anyway yeah. uh what up walks has got the chockies earlier he's obviously just got onto probably everyone his contact list and said hey lads how good, how, how good am I? And uh, Mitchie Pateman just messaged saying, I want walks next week. I want walks. So how's that? We've got a matchup lined up. Already? Yeah. Sorry, Hollingworth. You're going to have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Cool your jets, Dane. Yeah. Walker versus Pateman. Walker versus Pateman. That'll okay. be something. I, I want walks. Is that what it says? Theory, mate. I want him. I want walks. Yeah. I got him. I think he's going to wipe the floor with him. Least, so. <laughs> well, hang on. I might have been walks going to wipe, wipe the floor with Pateman. I'm not sure there. Very I reckon there'll be some big games talked. All right, can't wait for this one. Mm. All right, Walker versus Pateman on next week's edition of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Challenge stakes, what are we thinking? Just the Paul, Paul Huckle stakes? <laughs> uh, yeah, look, on a, on a day where, um, and I know that we, uh, I think we're going to concur here. We're going yes. to be in a... Uh, in a line here, we um, don't like a huge amount on the day. I must admit, I really don't like very little. But I, I, I just, I am taken, BJ. I am taken by Admiration Express. So those trials, I know in its last trial it only beat a bunch of stayers, but I love a horse that can jump, travel, and let down. Obviously, that's it's a fairly nice combination to have. But relax as well. Relax is yeah. that's the key. That's the key is relaxing. And and the trial over nine fifty against no apology who's gone okay um, in its fresh runs. And yeah. nine fifty wouldn't think it'd be a suitable journey. Um, and then the the most recent trial, they just they were superb trials. I I think all the king's men. Well, I'll start on Admiration Express. If you go back through its short career to date, it was super with Tashon on debut. Found a bit of trouble um, when running second. Uh, and that horse ended up being my Bella May over 1,100 metres. It doesn't read too badly now. And Taj was on that day. And it was a more inexperienced Taj at that stage of proceedings. Uh, we all – we were laughing uh, in a maiden on the 3rd of November. All of us were uh, clambering in anything, I think, from about 320 into $1.80. And the $1.80 was still a good price. Yeah, I was on. Did not see an inch of air. It would have won by uh, half of the straight. And then obviously comes out and wins a group three, beating laced up heels uh, at her following outing. Um, just just think she's – I think she's a potential group one horse. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I think she's got real star quality written all over her. She can jump, I think. She's real good. She might end real. up in the breeze, but I think she can probably hop on the back of Santorio. If you watch all the King's Man, everyone, I think there's going to be a, an opinion. It'll just land behind the speed, but it hasn't stepped first or second up. So allowing for that to change third up will be um, interesting. Feels playful, works across to lead. And from there, maybe Demolish could come across and try and race on speed, but they might also ride him cold first up. But it's really thin after your top four. Like really, I tell you what, like village girl, the top five, got village to girl wouldn't want to step better than all the king's men because then you're talking maybe second or even even Fleur Delacour, yeah, second, yeah. third, last with all the king's men. So yeah. uh, it's it's going to have a map issue if it doesn't yep. if it doesn't step. I, I'm just working on. They're all coming out of the one form line, and yep. then you've got one horse coming out of a completely different sort of form line. That breeders that was a really nice ride by Paul Harbour at the end of the day, and. 
the one thing people will be knocking feels playful because it was a leader bias day at Pinjarra, but have a look at that race and it was like the horses that settled everything that settled rearward was second third fourth fifth like just it feels playful was the only horse on speed that stuck on so i like to look at each race and, individually and rolled along genuine faster yep. faster than the genuine clip and got pipped on the post by, by a, a quality animal so, exactly yeah. right exactly right so i definitely don't think um feels playful is impossible here at all the wide gate allows holly just to roll around nothing else will want to lead this same tory i'll be looking to tuck in on it yep. i think if, if they can um yeah, that's what that's the funny thing with Aberration Express from that gate. It's almost a small chance of being left without cover. Yeah, after freezing. Yeah. But I, I do think that if Santorio comes across with feels playful, there's a chance Santorio maybe ends up in the breeze or Demolish ends up in the breeze, and then Lucy can um, Lucy can tuck in. So you know what? I've got hope. I don't think it matters. That's 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 what I'm sort of coming at, and I, I'm. I like that form reference. Um, well, I'm not sure about the form reference from the from the breeders uh, completely. Just there's a lot of hard luck stories behind them as well. But just from what I've seen, what we saw in the champion fillies, I'm, I'm happy going with the point of difference horse and yeah, marked her favourite. And she's the she's the horse I want to bound for the card. Yeah, my eyes lit up when I saw her nommed, and um, yeah, she is the real deal. This one, um, Breeze. Parking just behind them. Um, love yeah. some cover. Yeah, would love some cover. Preferably, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I uh, I think she's just going to be too strong for them. Mm -hmm. So be interesting to see what Jason Jason Miller has in has in the back of his mind because from here, should we go on the Oaks and do? Yeah. So from here it goes eighteen hundred Ascot thousand guineas. Mm -hmm. Then it goes twenty two hundred meters Natasha, mm -hmm. twenty four hundred meter Oaks. In two week intervals, and then Derby. Derby. So, just what we've seen. Then, see if you we think she, she comes back for railway stakes. Yeah, see if she can convert what she's doing over miles into those mile and yep. a half. Then you've got a real weapon on your hands. She's a class one horse, and yeah, but I'm happy to say I think she's. A well, horse I even remember we'll, when, we'll we, when we were previewing the champion fillies. Like I remember yep. that the two Jason Miller runners in the race were, you, you know, I think you might have even backed Admiration Express. Like the the. The theory being is she should have bolted in that maiden the the week before or two weeks prior, and it was like okay, well she's twenty plus dollars here. What price would she be if she had have won that race in the mm. fashion that we thought she would have? So, um, for her to come out and win the win the champion fillies wasn't a huge surprise, um, but the fact that she knocked off laced up heels and was so strong at the end of the sixteen hundred meters, and then spell and has just done what she's done in the two lead up trials. It's just uh, yeah, I'm uh, all aboard. Admiration Express. All aboard. All aboard. Yeah. Very good. So I'll just set the scene here, listeners, in 11HQ. The Guru has got the uh, the first test I'm on the big miss, screen. I'm not going to miss a ball. Yeah, on the big screen. Um, tell the listeners what's happening. Where are we at? I'm still coming to terms with Travis Head's axing, <laughs> to be honest. That's that's it's bewildered me. I understand. What's rattled you more, Travis Head's axing or what up Walks' performance on the Arsenal? I don't finish, to be honest with you. I'm, yeah, I'm struggling to answer that. But, uh, geez, I'm looking forward to this series of test cricket. So, Aussies, Aussies won the toss, did they? Uh, I don't know who won the toss, but we're, we're having a hit. We're having a hit. So, hopefully, when this comes to you, we're, we're one for 220. Mm. That'd be nice, but I get the feeling we'll be 
six for 130 at about 6 p.m so okay we'll find out all right so um the nerves are kicking in for terry here watching his beloved australians take on india oh, in the no, first test but then the, beloved the, i don't like any of them really yeah do you find them a likable team mate you couldn't have reached for the remote any quicker i want to watch it <laughs> who says i'm not cheering for vera <laughs> oh you might are you on the who are we, are we betting no nah, we're not betting we're no. Not betting. no i think the market's pretty right well i always love Supporting a team when you're going in as big underdogs. And I think yeah. we're five bucks here, a dollar fifty to win the series or something. So yeah. I actually quite enjoyed that aspect. So India away, India away, and England away. They're the two I enjoy. But you, you messed up my intro anyway, because yeah, I was sorry. just going to roll into another of your beloveds in the listed Cyril Flower Stakes. This is race eight, 1200 meters. It's a ratings 90 plus. $125,000 up for grabs. Halatorian, Dublin Gage, says uh, Roy Rogers and uh, the uh, astute ownership have opted to go to the cereal flower, uh, take on some, uh, some of the hottest uh, mares, fillies of mares in the state. My Bella May, star, Snipperucci, potential star. Uh, not a bad addition of the cereal flower. Uh, looking forward to getting stuck into the preview here. Yeah, look, Halatorian, uh, we nommed. The plan was to probably race in a few weeks instead, but um, the Rock Magic race changed from a 84 plus to set weights and penalties. And with what's coming up um, in the calendar, because uh, you have to look ahead and be hopeful that you keep winning. Um, what's to come? And there's nothing. There's nothing in the waiver ratings race besides that one more 72 plus in a couple of weeks' time. And Halatorian's a horse that can't handle a drop of rain on the track, so it's probably going to spell the entirety of, of winter. So we were we would have ended up in the other 72-plus, but Roy had already accepted for two others. Um, and, yeah, it, it made sense to not uh, for him not to have three in one race, and I completely understood that. We, it was probably on us not to um, confirm we were going to the 72-plus earlier. And Mate, Roy realize. had four runners in one race at... Belmont yesterday. Yeah, nice, but I, I do sort of understand it. I, it's Look, for us, it, it's exciting going to this race. We're going to have to chew up the points, but I think if we were successful or even around second, but to be honest, once you get into that type of rating, you have to start doing that because there's nothing really for horses around that 85, 86 rating. And going forward, there's, there's nothing for us at all, like unless we step up to set weights and penalties or wait for age. Like it's, it's a tough time to try and place a sprinter that's rated in the well, mid, that, in the mid eighties. No, it was it was fine until the eighty four plus. Went yeah, to that's what I said. We had a calendar. We had the seventy two plus in three weeks, and the eighty four plus three weeks after that, we would have been perfect for those two. And then you can sort of reassess from there. But look, we, if you look at the other end of the scale, like after this, I'm not saying Halatorium will um, measure up. I, I, it's fascinating, actually. We'll talk about it shortly. But after this, if you are competitive, then you got the Pinjarra Classic over thirteen hundred, which is the ninety plus, um, and then you look at all the other sort of aspects from there. So, and even if you uh, don't and, get it, will Halatorian ever come back in this form again? Honestly, so let, let, let a bunch of owners dream. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked ourselves into it. You, you were a big advert for going this way as well, sort yeah. of measuring yourself up against this sort of grade when it's running the race as it is. Yep. I think even if you run third, you might get like two, two points. Two yeah. points. Yeah. So and then we can still go to the seventy-two. Yeah, plus. that's what I, that's yeah. what I was just about to yeah. say. You can still go to that seventy-two plus. I mean, imagine if you run third, close up to two, the two fancies or whatever. Then you know you kind of have to sort of start start dreaming, start like allowing yourself to to dream that even if you're not suited at set weights and penalties in our rock magic, that you probably owe the horse. Uh, 
an opportunity. So. Well, if you look at, very interestingly, purely looking at the uh, the data with an R, BJ, um, his two <laughs> runs where he beat a bit of merit and you get, again, we're off six days here. Our best run was that win against a bit of merit off seven days. Yep. So that's another thing we want to sort of learn. Was that just, uh, um, obviously, we we're coming off a race where we were held up the entirety. Now we're going into a race where we've had a pretty hard run um, a week ago. But are we a really good – Roy's of the opinion we are going to be a really good seven-day horse. He gets a bit um, a bit flighty and he needs to be consistently worked. He, he, he thinks that, um, that could see him at his best. But that is, I guess – Still yet to be proven when you're especially stepping up to this type of grade. Um, but as I was saying, those two runs uh, when we beat Bit of Merit and then when we beat Premium Choice after leading run the quickest last two, those two runs um, on the data and the way this race is uh, race is weighted, not one horse has ran to that level. Um, Snipperucci, My Bellamy, none of those figures they've ever thrown out have been at the level of those, not just one, but two runs, which I, I thought was fascinating. That's why I'm not obviously not a massive data player, but if it's in your favour, you use that narrative, don't yeah, you? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, fascinating, fascinating in that sense. Fascinating well, well, what the, what the market does with a horse like Halatori. I think we'll, bit, um, we'll cover the rest of the runners, but I think okay. the, will we, will we? the interesting thing about Halatori and last week was that sometimes it just doesn't, things just don't go to plan. Mm -hmm. And then, but it's like, Footy teams, you find a way to win ugly when you're not playing well. Or rather, I actually think the horse went really well, but he's a for me, he's a better horse stalking a hot yeah. tempo and then kicking off that. So, and I think he's going to get that opportunity in this with Snipperucci leading and maybe Fanta coming across to the breeze. What yeah, well, that that's my hope. Well, my hope is that we can sneak across my Bella May, who I think will kick up for the back of Snipperucci. But there, she's she has on occasion been a little tardy out the gate. So if she does that and we ping, it could pan out really nicely that Clint can just pop on the back of Snipperucci. That's in an ideal world. Um, but I think Fanta, they might be also looking for the back of us. So I think that'll be a really interesting watch early. I think there's a big chance we end up in the breeze, which I I don't want. Um, but also in saying that, we're fit as a fiddle, got 54 kilos. It's not the end of the world. Uh, I think it'll work out. They're the front four. Um, it's just how it all maps out, whether Lucy and, and the game Jemmys want to take at the bull by the horns and just go to the breeze with Fanta. Um or whether they are desperate to tuck in on us. If they or are, they do, we, we have to go to the breeds because we don't want to go slowly. We want it to be a truly run race. Could do so. something random and fire out a long beach or something like that and just attack. Like I know it hasn't been yeah. riding for it. It can do if they want it to. Well, the other so, option is we we tell Clint to try and begin as well as he did last start. And if we can get across Snipperucci, we get across and lead. Like that's – you don't just give a horse the lead, especially a horse like Snipperucci who's 10 times better leading. If we can get in front fit as a mm. fiddle, um, I wouldn't be afraid for that to occur. I don't think it will occur. Yeah. But I'd just be – just be willing, like just be willing if that does occur because it's straight away one of your biggest dangers is um, – Neutralising. Yeah, 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 exactly right. Yeah. So I think we end up in the breeze. I'd love to end up on the back of Snipperucci or Fanta. That's um, in a nice fluently run, hard run race. Um, but I think the most likely outcome is the breeze. Okay. All right. My May, um five starts, four wins, only defeat in the Winterbottom Stakes was still a pretty bloody good run. It was actually firming in betting and started nine dollars mm. in that in that winter bottom stake. So the you know the market really respected her. She ran well, end of prep, returned again in three year old company, 58 kgs, and uh, was a very fast race that eleven hundred meter first up, 10384 uh for my Bella May. Second up Drops down to the 54 minimum from gate three. Um, I, knew, I know Admiration Express was 
was um, my best of the day, but my Bellamy is not that far behind her for mine. Oh, really? I think, I think this is this is uh, a fair income. Fair income. Oh, fair income. He's using fair income. Yeah. Um, I'm with Snipperucci, actually. Yeah. Um, if Halatorian's going to get beaten, then <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you tipped Halatorian for his page. You know, I'm really upset you haven't. <laughs> um, you convinced me to run it in this fucking night. Um, I'll, I'll add something. <laughs> good. Oh, yeah. so well. Um, fascinating. Uh, my Bella May still hasn't got the scalps. Uh, I know the way she's been winning has been tremendous, but um, still hasn't really got the scalps. As much. Cut the Talk was the horse she beat first up and Cut the Talk just fell in over Play That Funky Music who couldn't beat Lady Tornado if you want to stretch the format a little bit like that. But I do agree the way she wins is, is really exciting and she's going to stalk a very strong leader. You'd think she showed the back of Snipperucci. So, uh, to be honest, it's a race that's really confused me um, in that sense. I initially sort of marked Snipperucci low twos. Really? Um, yeah, but then I, I sort of gave myself some time out of think and I end up marking Snipperucci higher twos. I just I like when a horse will lead that's really talented coming off a good trial. Metallon Frank that Snipperucci mm. trial form. Um but again you could be right, my Bella May could just be better than her and mm. she's on her back. So they kick clear and, and off they go. So fascinating race. Um really good race. Good hot, race. Hot Z Titan Blinders by the way. It's a serious race. What a recruit. What so, a recruit to the Ganges. Like- I think they've missed a trick in not nicking a couple of races when it was handicapped now it's a hundred rider it's wait for age just about only you know i think i think they've missed a little bit of a trick getting the 11 points running second in the eurythmic and then four points running fourth in the gold rush I understand going for them yeah um but not missed a trick just being probably a little bit stiff not to jay well, i should have won the hannons um, well he went from an 85 to a 96 running second in the eurythmic. yes exactly yeah. right so and that's like when we're looking at penalties for set weights and that's penalties a, that's a type of penalty you that's get. a killer in a rock that's what you get rock magic to run second to if Alatorian, I'm not saying it's going to occur, but that, they're the type of penalties you're going to cop in time. So, yeah. Um, in time, that's wishful. <laughs> um, and then obviously, Hot, hot Z, Z. What Hot Z did throughout its last campaign was huge. Just is drawn a barrier. Hot Z drawn, says, drawn uh, beaten 1.5 in the winner bottom and 1.8 in the gold rush. Yeah, it's it's anything. Hot Z. <laughs> it's so, a good and its first up run last campaign over the thousand <laughs> was probably the run of the day. Yeah. Uh, behind Miss Kentucky. So, yeah, this is a cracking race, but for me it looks really speed map orientated. You've got Snipperucci and um, My Bella May who are probably leader leaders back. And as good as the other ones are, they've got to carry more weight and beat the map, which I don't think they can do. So mm. when it comes from those two, I'll go against you. I'll go with Snipperucci, but Halatorian's best gets them. <laughs> love it. Love it. Anything with a three in front of it, and I reckon that'll do me for my Bella okay. So, yeah. so you, what do you reckon the money, like monetarily, do you reckon it'll come for? I reckon the, the Sibirich will be the firmer. You reckon? What yep. is it? It's about 330 to a dollar. Brad Brett, 280, Bella Snippet, 320. Okay. Yeah, fascinating. Great little sprint. Yeah, Great little sprint. Ripper. Good little, and it's. I like betting in races like this if you've got a strong opinion because you can be really confident how the map's going to look. Like yep. a couple of horses can float here or there, but it does look a pretty um, obvious map. Okay. It's time, BJ. It the, is time. Uh, Get Out Stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S. Who is it? Proudly brought to us by? Market City Meats, of course, Terry. Market City Meats is the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located uh, in the Kennebunk Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, the good, the great man, he, uh, him and his team, they run the show out there at Market City Meats. Let them know that you're a one-one listener when you drop in and see Timmy, and you get the red carpet treatment out there at Market City Meats. Congratulations to last week's winner, Wes Lavender. 
Now, Wes was nearest the pin with his Halatorian prediction and um, knocked off a couple. It was a tight, tight go, but Wes was the man to come out on top. Now, Wes is a first-time get-out stakes winner as well. This competition is just just right. evolving before our very eyes, isn't it? So, um, congratulations. to go through all the entries. <laughs> A secretary. I need to get my daughter up to speed on how to mm. use Twitter and she can work yeah. it out for oh, me. Keep her off Twitter. Ah, yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, congratulations, Wes, a first-time winner. And, um, yeah, that's uh, – hope you enjoyed your um, gourmet beef package from Market City Meats. Now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes. Let us know who you think will win race nine at Ascot on Sunday at the 1-1 pod. Tell us who wins and a decimal winning margin. Two decimal places preferred. A couple of few – um, like long heads and long necks recently. Mm. No, nah, not on listeners. No, so that's not dead unless you do long dot neck. Grow up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Don't encourage them. So, and of course, uh, never ever forget the Sam White rule. Uh, first in, best what up walks. Best dressed. Correct. Race nine is the Furphy handicap. Graduation over the thousand. And we were talking to Luke Fernie earlier about the uh, amount of top end speed engaged mm. in this dash uh well they'll be coming from it They're coming from everywhere payouts so as as a bit of a um fun exercise okay. let's try and let's try and work out the leader and the breeze horse oh well i've got um knight's mystery potentially leading but it can step a bit wobbly at times mm. rock this town looks super quick and Olga Louisa, um, who uh, Harvey steps on from 10. Last time he hopped on Olga Louisa, it didn't jump well, and he actually probably cost Regal Access the race. Regal Access was super yesterday, by the way, missing the kick, mustering up like that, and to give a nice kick. Um, he, Regal, I worry that a sort of similar situation occurs here with Olga Louisa, and even if she does jump cleanly, she's got to jump across those two. So I do like a – my maps in speed order and the horses I don't even have in the leading trio are Nobility, who's led its last few, mm-hmm. Men's Club, um, who's obviously led last start, and Magna Lee, who led last start. So, yeah, it's a mad race. But the big thing is um, those three names I'm throwing at you, Knights, Mystery, Rock, This Town, and Olga, I don't think any of them have the class to win this anyway. So this should be a uh, an off-speed runner, I would suggest, BJ. If Olga got to the top, I'd – give it a massive chance because its best run is always fresh, but I just can't see it getting there. Okay. So just park behind them. You imagine Mantelli, oh, Tad Weird, Nobility. Deep. Sorry, I'm talking about sorry, oh, Matt sorry, Wise. Yeah. And, um, that we parked in behind them. But uh, Do you want to back either of those two? Though? Not but, really. Yeah, and, and they're going to likely have two horses, like uh, maybe a Rock This Town or a Nobility potentially stopping on them. Like, um, yeah, I, I yeah, this is just – I think drawing wide here was almost a minor positive potentially. Um, Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, Signorita Dorothea is the obvious, but the price is like Brad's got the market right, but that's the price is nowhere near for a bet for me. Um, and there's been good money. It looks like there's been a bit of money early with Brad Bet for Ruthless Tycoon. Oh, no, there hasn't. It's just 440 to 420. Um, just alerting you, Terry, there's been another wicket. Yeah, just- <laughs> two for two. One is out. We're doing better than I thought. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we'd score those two runs. So. Um, <laughs> mate, that's not a big start. Do you know? Yeah, who, do you know who they need? We're basically going in a wicked race here, back today. Do you know who they need? We need, we need to wrap this up. Do you know who they need? Travis Head. Travis Head would be handy. <laughs> a bit of bit of counteractive uh, batting, but anyway, yeah, I think Senorita Dorothea moving line was good. First up, can run over the top of them. 
Um, and Ruthless Tycoon's trial was super, but it's first up for 18, 19 months and it's about four bucks. So, yeah. Those two? Good luck. Yeah, those two. But they're $3.40 and four twenty in a in a horrible race to have a bet in. So, um, nah. If we're behind coming to the last, I think we're fucked. Right. Positive. <laughs> positive. I think those that two early wickets are really unsettled, the guru. So, he's finished off the podcast real strong, real oh, strong. Oh, look at that. Um, so, Going around corners. So... Uh, I'm losing listeners. I'm actually losing Terry now. He's, 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 more, <laughs> he's more interested in the cricket. But uh, yeah, for me, I think you really respect SJ Miller. Uh, it's got the um, with this ruthless ruthless tycoon showed heaps early. Has got the two trial. Oh, sorry, it's got the trial under its belt there at uh, at Lark Hill. Um, if it can be three or four wide line cover doing sort of just cruising, uh, I think it's going to let down and um, yeah, it's going to give a b- big burst late. So I'm actually happy to back. Um, SJ and Brad Parnham in first up here with Ruthless Tycoon at um, I'm sort of hoping for sort of 450-ish that'll do me in the, yep. in the get out so I don't nah. really I, don't, I actually don't really like anything other than Senorita Dorotea and Ruthless in the last and yep. I'm going to go with Ruthless bit of class yeah it's hard to win off such a long break and then you add in the gate and then but they'll they'll look at the map and say just just ride him cold and yeah See how we go, but yeah, he, he actually oh. actually drew poorly and went back in like that feature oh, three year old classic. Yeah, he went I, know, I, know, I know he was race fit and you know, but that was that was a thousand meter sort of feature race there where he tacked the line, beaten length and a half behind Lee Wa in the three old classic. So um, they t- could um, chasing about their fifth winner for the day, fourth winner for the day. They got a fair book, don't they? Yes, James. Yeah, auspicious Snipperucci, Santorio. Yeah, ruthless. Ruthless. Yeah, it's a good little book. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back with our best bets, our Maddies and our Lays for Ascot on Saturday. Okay, we are back with our Betfair best betting propositions for Ascot Saturday, the features being the Cyril Flower Stakes and the Challenge Stakes. Terry, your Betfair best. I think we might be in alignment here, BJ. Uh, race seven, uh, Admiration Express. Admiration Express for me as well. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. Me too. I like backing good horses and horses that I think are really promising and horses that will probably, as long as we see $3 plus, eh? Yes, sounds good to, to me. Be honest, uh, to be honest, it won't matter what promises. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 in, I'm in the Admiration Express vortex <laughs> at the minute. Bet, 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 bet. Responsibly, of course. Uh, what about Maddie? We no odds are out. Um, again, again, only uh, tap touch and B three six five. So um, it was it was tough finding a Maddie. So I'm going to have to fudge mm-hmm. for my Maddie. So in the sixteen hundred meter graduation, that's race six of the day. Mountain Ash is my Maddie currently. Oh, 15, that's a big fudge. Fifteen dollars boost. Jeez, where are you getting your boost from? Yes. Tell you what, that's more of a build. I don't know. I didn't know what I was going with there. Um, okay. What's that What's that rocket ship thing? You'll get 20, double. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll get your uh, the rocket ship. You end up with 50 to with a rocket ship. Yeah. Um, I think I think, be fair, like, I think you might. Be. Yeah. yeah. The money will keep coming for gauge roads. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I think that's the race we have to try and fudge a Maddie in. I took Brad's twenty-one border force, could go with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Speedy misses eighteen dollars. That's pretty close. I like fear the wind, but uh, Speedy miss. That's the closest one I can find to the twenty-dollar mark that I'll probably have something on. So that looks the race, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks the race of the day where you can find a bit of value potentially. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. yeah. 
Or, um, and then we'll just watch Gage Rhodes win by three. <laughs> that's true. All right, and our lay of the day. Well, I struggled to find uh, an obvious favourite around that $3 mark to take on. So I'm going to look at taking one on for a place. It's currently $3.25 to run a place, which doesn't mean it's well in the market, but I think some sort in race number two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lay it to run a place. <laughs> oh, dearie me. So, yeah. yeah. That's great. I'd probably lay it at 15 to under on a place, to be honest. It's very good. Um, look, from my market, I thought Acromantula was a bit short at 265. So price-wise, from a from that point of view, Acromantula is my lay of the day. Yeah, don't mind that. Mm. It's funny, I, I agree it's well under the odds, but it's probably the it's – deser- it's a deserved favourite. Yes. But it's just well under the odds. So. Yeah. All right, we got there, BJ. Um, can – Park myself on the couch now and watch the revival. Already a little bit of two for 20. And uh, two for two. Yeah, 18 runs in a very short period of time. Yeah. All sundries, probably. Um, what? Uh, and then we've got Albany today. You'll get to be stuck in, get stuck into that. No, I only liked one, and your mate Wolfie scratched it <laughs> on Saturday. So I'm uh, sitting Albany out as a as a protest <laughs> to, to Wolfie's poor. Um, no, I'm going to stop. Wolfie scares me. <laughs> um, yeah, Albany, Jarrah, it's all happening. All happening. Race is Saturday. We'll be out there Saturday. Yes. Watch uh, Halatorian. You go out there watch Odenaka. I'll be there to watch Odenaka, yes. Wonderful. Yeah. I'll see you there on Saturday. Thank you to LK Fernie. Yeah, it was a good um, chat with Luke. Yep. And very good luck uh, to Luke on the weekend. Not just Luke, but uh, all the WA Connections, Sean and Jake as well, over there with their, uh, over there with their teams contesting some big races and with bigger races potentially to come. Don't forget to jump on and vote for Laced Up Heels as well for the all-star mile voting. Let's get her in the final field. If she can knock off Amelia's jewel, she deserves a crack at a race like that. Allstarmile.com.au. And well done to Andrew Walker. What up, Walks, for knocking off uh, Sammy White, knocking off the rule. Do they still have the WA Racing Personality of the Year? Um, well, it's can, probably it's called the I, it's called the Walker Award. Yeah, it's I think, a walkover it? now. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it is a walkover, and tell you what, if you enjoyed that battle, wait till uh, yeah, wait till your ears recover and you get to listen to Walker versus Pateman in in seven days' time. So that should be a cracker. I was going to say we should make it a four uh, first to four or something instead, but I think three will be fucking plenty. To be honest with you, I think it'll go for a, a decent whack of time. BJ, but I think that about wraps us up. That's it. All right. Well. Until, oh, I thought that was another poll. There wasn't another poll. Let's all protest Travis Head's accent until next week on the 1-1. One, one.